0: Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on?
1: Trying to look up the director of photography for uh, Blade Runner 2049 here, and I'm not finding it. Um, we were talking about uh, the movie Tenet coming out, trailer dropped today. Uh, Christopher Nolan looks fucking awesome. Super fucking stoked for that. Uh, time travel. Time travel. Craziness. Fuck yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, it's also you know, like the title tenet uh, is uh, the, the way it's written. The T's upside down, the E's back. So it's like it's a it's a two way palindrome. It's a palindrome mm. with you flip it upside down or if you flip it on its axis. Yeah. There, there's like so. a term
0: for that. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, it's, it's, a, cool, uh, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. It's effect. not just double palindrome. It's the- <laughs> I, 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 it, there's like some kind of an actual name for that, but I, I yeah. don't remember. I, I remember not from too. like way back in the day when like the Da Vinci Code was like the most popular book in the world for like five minutes, and that was like a big plot point of the Da Vinci
1: Code. Was it? I'll tell you what. Yeah. What is not the most popular book in the world anymore? Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> now, now that J.K. Rowling has outed herself as a literal turf. Yeah. Um yeah, right, Us real ones already knew. We've we've known for a while,
0: but she she right. really the math came way <laughs> off today uh, well, it's, on, it's, on her turfiness. It's
1: clear that it's it's like much more out in the open in like Australia and Great Britain to hate trans people uh and just basically not not acknowledge their existence. So J.K. Rowling had this tweet in defending a woman, some writer, whoever the fuck this person was, who got fired from their job for saying that uh, apparently it's like you're not able to legally change your gender in the U.K., the way you can here in the I S I didn't, I had no idea. Like I just feel a say. very conservative country. I mean, do you look at the way they Right. Vote, we just learned know. that last week? For <laughs> Unfortunately. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it's not, it's not that easy to do here, but that's also just because, you know, changing anything about your identity, the government's kind of like, we gotta, we gotta like scrutinize it, right? Make sure you're not committing mm-hmm. identity fraud. Right. So yes, you can, um, you know, I, I obviously work with passports. So I know part of the process for, uh, changing your gender in regard to your passport. Um, and largely it's just like, you have to have a letter from your physician. That's it. Like you can't just decide on your own. You got to have like some process involved, but but you're, you and your physician are the only people who can decide it. Right. Government mm-hmm. doesn't decide it. You just have to, you know, fill out the form basically and have that letter from a doctor. Um, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's not legal to do that in any way, shape or form in the UK. Uh, and well. apparently they're, they're considering changing that and, you know, joining the 21st century, Uh, And J.K. Rowling is very much opposed to that and thinks that people should not uh, trans people shouldn't be allowed to exist legally. Right. So just (laughs) really condescending in her tweet about it, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then then people were like, oh, so she believes in in her in in the world of J.K. Rowling. You can turn yourself into a chair, but you can't change gender. That's that's (laughs) like the limits of what's magic is possible to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, God,
0: she's always been super woke with the books, you know. She, she, she only made the uh, bankers, you know, hook nosed goblins and uh, created one <laughs> Jewish <laughs> wizard in the entirety of Hogwarts and maybe one black student in the entirety of Hogwarts. But, uh, yeah, no, to- totally been woke this whole time. Never, couldn't have seen this one coming. Um, but, no, she, I mean, she fucking sucks. Like, she sucked for a long time and we've known it, um, unfortunately. The person she was uh, defending or whatever, or, or, you know, whatever that she tweeted about. Uh, I think was actually a, a professor or something, but she it wasn't even fired, ironically enough. She just didn't have her contract renewed. So it's even more mm. of like a going out of her way to be like, no, guys, I'm, I'm, I really hate <laughs> trans so- people. Like, I, I let me read her tweet because it's actually super condescending. And someone pointed out something that's really, uh, that I didn't even catch. Uh, Dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you, Live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real? Question mark. Sleep with any consenting adult who will have you. That's like an extra dig. Like you know, just that's just an extra. Like oh, yeah. I find you so like if vile. You can, that I can't if you can imagine. Find that I can find that'll fuck you, you fucking freak. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of what she said in there. Yeah. she's such a fucking scumbag yeah so i don't know i it, it's it's a shame because i when i was younger i did like the harry potter books but like man you know oh. this is the, the i cannot i can no longer separate the art from the artist with her she's just so fucking oh. and, and again it, it's just you know
1: well i never had that <laughs> dilemma because i never considered those books to be art i just saw them as just a like a, a pre-produced commercial franchise from the get-go uh yeah. you know no no selling out just straight to uh, to be fair, I, I was yeah. way, you know, I was
0: like uh, fucking eight, nine when that first book came out. So it was, oh you know, yeah, you were, I mean, you were already well into, your,
1: well into your uh, well, cynical
0: I, teen years. I think like I was, shit.
1: Yeah, no, I I was, well, I was past my teenage years when those books started coming out. Uh, but I remember other people that were my age were reading them and I was like, but those are kids, kids books and you don't have any children. So why are you reading them? And they're like, oh, but they're really good. I'm like, you know, that, you know, you can go to a library, like an old uh, you know, big city stone and marble library where they have the names of, of prolific writers throughout history etched into stone on in the outside of the building. And you're never going to see fucking JK Rowling on, on, on the side of that building for the love of God. I mean, maybe yeah. now you probably made a billion fucking dollars, but probably bought um, the
0: fucking place just to put herself on the side. Yeah. I was <laughs> right. actually nine when I, I just looked it up, came out in 97. Um, But, but anyway, yeah, you know, jk rowling is absolute trash um unfortunately uh but yeah so let's uh you know the real the real reason we're here tonight uh and the real reason where we're recording so late not that you uh, like know that but <laughs> the real reason uh we're here is because of the democratic debate which just concluded uh it's marathon two and a half hour uh fucking that, run was, time. that was shorter
1: than last time last time was three i think
2: they've yeah i've all
0: Luckily, there were way fewer candidates than last time. Like, you know, I, I, people are like, oh, you know, it shouldn't be so Like, fuck that. No, there should be like four people on stage. Like, this is <laughs> – can we please stop entertaining yeah. Amy Klobuchar who actually talked, I think, more than anyone else on the stage? So fucking – so, yeah, no, I have CNNs. Okay, no, so Bernie, with his closing statement, barely edged her out. But this is the uh, Demo- the speaking times by candidate from tonight. Bernie actually, for once, number one, first time he's ever had the most speaking time, but I think that's because he really asserted himself in this debate, and we'll talk you know, at length about his performance, because I think it was his strongest performance uh, by far of any of the debates. Uh, he spoke for 20 minutes and 18 seconds. Klobuchar came in second nine, with 19 minutes and 54 seconds, almost as much time as Bernie. Klobuchar, again, pulling at like 4% nationally uh warren uh in third at 19 minutes 23 seconds Buttigieg judge fourth nineteen twelve. biden in fifth at 15 minutes and 28 seconds because again they're fucking shielding him from any questions whatsoever tom steyer nobody gives a fuck 11 minutes 46 seconds andrew yang 10 minutes and 47 seconds because every time they call on him he tries to like give like a two-word answer and has no you know, like, you know, thousand dollars, bro. Like that's, that's his only answer to every fucking question he's given. <laughs> Did so, you see you know, Yang's uh, like healthcare so much.
1: plan that came out this week?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Basically here's the thousand bucks and deal with it, bro. Like there, it, there's, it you was, know, it's, it's even less it, than his. There's like, no plan. Original.
1: There's not even no. a public option for anything. It was six bullet points that were just like loose framing. One of which was we need better end of life care. And no specifics on what that meant. So it's just like <laughs> not one, not like I'm going to pass a bill to create no. funding for end of life. Just
0: we need better like focus one, on end of life. One life. out of
1: six of Yang's plans is just like uh, Yang 2020. Uh, literally kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, like don't, don't get sick, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or just, must, like bro. some some libertarian thing. Like well, we need to make sure that you know assisted suicide could be legal in all 50 states. Like that's. You know, <laughs> that's the most he could come up with.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's just really, <clears throat> ugh, man. I don't know, but um, yeah. So let's let's get into the um, the meat and potatoes of the debate itself before we start talking about each individual candidate because uh, it was a PBS uh, hosted debate. Uh I, I think it was it aired on CNN also, but like I think PBS were the were the hosts. Uh, they selected the moderators, which, of course, were a panel of people who fucking publicly can't stand Bernie Sanders. There's one in uh, particular, Yumi- though, right? Well, Yamichi Yumi- uh, Alcindor, I think her name is, is um, just uh, not, uh, to say she doesn't like Bernie is, is is really an understatement. She's outright smeared Bernie like several times, just completely lied about things that he said. Uh, people dug up her old tweets where they said that he said Bernie or bust at a rally that he like all this fucking nonsense like that just like it's totally totally just provably false you know she was of course a Hillary uh, supporter may have been a Hillary surrogate last uh, campaign not really sure about that how but, can you
1: have a job at PBS and be a fucking surrogate for a political campaign I, I I'm not saying I don't know if she's for sure what she might it. as well have been put it that way like the way she acted I mean I I, I don't think that you can't have your own political views but like you can't no, be no, sure. you can't be like out there on the fucking campaign trail and still be a, a journalist for pbs yeah like i do like
0: uh, do all these people yeah. actually work for pbs like it this was such a bizarre like their their selection for for panels is preposterous they pick fucking tv actors that you know
2: read right. their
0: nightly newscast to do this shit Not a single actual journalist who, who you know to bring forth an actual uh you know hard-hitting question i mean I, and i'll give them credit because they actually i think did a much better job than almost all the other moderators so far and, and again that's a, the lowest bar of all time to clear but they did ask a few good questions they asked about the uh afghanistan uh papers which were leaked out uh uh this week i believe uh which detailed it, you know how last week um but yeah you wouldn't
1: week. know it because it's been wall-to-wall impeachment news uh yeah
0: it, almost no weeks. coverage of it whatsoever. i was i had a hard time finding it to read it like to, to read the story uh, yeah um but you know essentially it just it, it it's you know uh in a lot of ways the modern day version of the of uh, the pentagon papers where it's just detailing all of the times where we knew that, uh, we were losing in Afghanistan and, and that the, uh, Bush and Obama administrations, uh, lied to cover it up and then tried to, you know, game the numbers to make it seem like, uh, the troop surge was working and that, you know, it wasn't a failing effort. It's the, the parallels to the, to Vietnam are, are, you know, pretty unbelievable. And, uh, of course got no coverage whatsoever. Um, Mm-hmm. And you know, but but they did ask a question about it, which I was very surprised about. And of course, Joe Biden totally deflected and didn't answer the
1: question. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, Joe you know. Biden, who uh like Barack Obama, both tweeted out back in 2014 that all U.S. troops would be out of Afghanistan by the end of that year. uh And that's yeah. like we're it's almost 2020, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just just unbelievable. But we're out. We
0: we got out. We got out in 2014, right? Like we're we're we're
1: good. <laughs> Uh, we're never oh, leaving there God. even even no, fucking booty judge was like well, well we're not gonna you know ever take out all of our troops we'll always have a uh, you know a security force there forever it, yeah Biden just, said the same shit yeah yeah it, and like oh what about the Taliban well you know like uh, they're, they're they are gonna be there forever also right so why do we need to be there what are you gonna yeah. achieve ever yeah they live there, guys.
0: Like they're not going anywhere. Um, yeah, I just you know, uh, ugh, God. All right. Well, you, you remember, know,
1: you remember when when Trump was going to pull out like uh, like seven thousand troops and all the fucking it was it was just like what it was like in the summer he was doing yeah, yeah. that. And liberals just lost their fucking mind. You know the people that originally opposed that war because it was Bush, who now hug Bush, and give him little treats uh, at, at uh, John McCain's funeral service, um, were like this, 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 this pulling the troops out just plays right into Russia's hands, and it's like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Russia, more than anyone knows that the way you topple an empire is to go get stuck in a quagmire in Afghanistan. They would love nothing <laughs> more for us to fucking stay there forever because it does nothing but weaken the United States.
0: Afghanistan was Russia's Vietnam. I mean, that would like literally. I've, I've, you know, it's, people refer to that as their Vietnam. Just this endless fucking quagmire that they that they poured money and resources and troops into that amounted to fucking nothing. Like, so, like you know, yeah, they they of all people know that uh, you you really it's not
1: good for your uh, national yeah. stability to stay in Afghanistan. So, so, so Afghanistan uh, was Russia's uh, Vietnam. But you know, in America, we're lucky because Vietnam was our Vietnam, and Afghanistan is our Afghanistan. So we <laughs> know, we're just gonna we're gonna keep filling upwards, in one of these times Guys, we're, we're number we're one. Gonna, we're, we're gonna get the fucking invasion quagmire formula down right and figure out what the objective in, was. And quagmire then and bingo, it. and then and then we get all
0: the money back that we fucking wasted on these wars, right? When we when we get invasion quagmire bingo, just, just um, gotta find
1: those lithium mines in Bolivia, and then we'll fucking be rich and we can go. Wage all the wars you want. <laughs> um, so yeah, before I get
0: into the specific candidates, uh, another just couple stray highlights I took notes of: uh, d- d- the fucking framing on some of these questions. You know, I- again, and I said there were a couple good questions, but there were mostly bad questions, mostly really aggressively dumb questions. You know, uh, the-, the fucking it- there was one pseudo climate change question in this debate. And uh, they decided that rather than talk about, you know, the most important issue of our time for more than five minutes, they would ask a question at the end about uh, who the candidates would give Christmas gifts to. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, th- this is this is the shit you're asking on national television. And these people who are supposed to run our
1: country is like, well, well, who that is would you the apologize. It was well, the fucking final question. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, who would you ask forgiveness from or some shit like that? Or who would you give a gift yeah. to?
0: It's like, what the and, fuck is
1: and they asked Andrew Yang. he's like, uh, he had no answer
0: because I I agree. I would be like, what the fuck kind of question is this? Like, what are you what the fuck are you doing? Like what is this? Is they this just a wanted to we adults? Yeah, they, like, they wanted
1: to end it on a curveball for some reason, thinking they were clever. And it's like, okay, um, I'm gonna give you a thousand dollars a month, UBI, Bernie's gonna give you fucking healthcare. <laughs> Uh, Liz Warren's going to give you half of healthcare and half of student loan debt forgiveness. Amy Klobuchar is going to give you fucking flying stapler. Joe Biden's going to give you a fucking shoulder rub. Like let's just. Dis- Joe Biden's going to give you a question. record player. He's going to give you a fucking, yeah, your kid, yeah, fucking your kids stuttering, stuttering Joe Biden, pretending to, oh, to, God, to be man. quoting a child stuttering, but then worrying that people wouldn't understand that uh, he was quoting a stuttering child and that he was in fact stuttering. So he made sure to stutter like twenty eight times in a row. Like a fucking lunatic.
0: Yeah, I have the, I have the uh, audio of that. I don't know
1: what the fuck dude, that. We'll, yeah, I'll let's pl- just yeah get that I'll play out the of quick way. audio of that.
2: Little kid who says, "I, I, 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 I can't, I, I can't talk. What, what, what do I do?"
0: Yeah.
1: So, so what? Joe's brain broke for a minute there. Um, no, not no, really sure. Okay, just, let me just make cl- something clear. No. Child with a speech impediment walked up to Joe Biden and, and asked, asked him that actual question. No, no, no. Uh, that's that's a thing that a child. Hey, would you're ask gonna be president. Parents. How can I stop stuttering? Like what the fuck? No. It's just <laughs> like
0: <laughs> only talking about Bill Dembro
1: from it. Dumb. Like what the fuck? <laughs> anyway i we're not we're not mocking children who have a stutter we're not mocking no
0: we're we're mocking his just
1: preposterous that's again that's just biden filibustering because he hates
0: actually having to answer questions which is why he had almost the lowest speaking time of any of the candidates despite you know polling in first you know supposedly nationwide is because he's just fucking hiding he hates answering questions because he can't fucking do it properly and every time he's actually asked to answer a question he seems like he's trying to like pick like to fight physically fight the person asking him the question like every time uh, no. he got answered a question tonight he was like aggressively pointing and like screaming at the person who asked the question it's very uh i i think i think he thinks he's you know showing passion the way bernie does but it doesn't come off as like righteous anger when biden does it it comes off as like entitled uh, angry old man yelling at a cloud, like that. You know, there's a very big difference between Bernie yelling and Biden yelling, and it's you know pretty obvious to people that watch the two of them and the message that they're actually putting forth.
1: I ran a poll last night on Twitter. Um, what would Biden? What will Biden do at tomorrow's Democratic debate? Uh, and the options were: fall asleep at the podium, <laughs> say the N word, <laughs> uh, begin masturbating or fail to perform a push-up <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> to be fair this, d did come true well i mean you know we don't know he could have fallen asleep and the camera wasn't on him for all we know uh or they could he could have said the n-word and his mic was off that moment you, you just you never know it joe um <laughs> well, but yeah cory so booker this, wasn't
0: on stage so he, he couldn't have, he couldn't have said like my uh, my african-american friend or whatever he called
1: him that one time <laughs> oh, like God. jesus christ my friend of color, yeah. So this got uh, <laughs> I, the poll actually did well. It got one thousand six hundred ninety three votes on it. It's got one hour left, so if you uh, if it's my mm-hmm. pinned tweet right now, so by the time you hear this, it'll be over. Um, but if you're listening live, which there's no actual way to do unless you're the CIA, uh, go vote right now. Um, so it ended up being I'm uh, literally 20- the only person that applies to. It's going to end up where it is at anyway. But it's like twenty two percent fell asleep. Uh, 14% masturbating, 30% fail to perform a push-up, and 34% say the N-word. So, no. uh, yeah, yeah, sounds good. It was good.
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, Yeah, well, you know, speaking of race, though, real quick, because um, the moderators, you know, again, just don't ever want to talk about policy. They don't ever want to talk about what you're going to do for marginalized communities. Mm. All they want to talk about is identity. Uh, So, again, they bring up the fact that, you know, this is a very uh, white stage. There's only one person of color, Andrew Yang, on the stage. Um,
1: oh, and, real and quick. And question just, was kind of like, Cory Cory Booker tweeted out today uh, how disappointed he is that there's not more people of color who were invited to the debate. Uh, as though that was the reason why he was pulling at zero percent uh, <laughs> and, and not because Cory Booker voted against a bill that would would have lowered prescription drug prices. I remember when that shit happened and people were like, Cory, we're not going to fucking forget this when you run for president. And lo and behold, we didn't. No, the only person who seemed to forgot that
0: was uh, Rosario Dawson, unfortunately. <laughs> um Yeah, I know. It, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe. maybe. <laughs> Maybe Corey's packing. Like maybe that's it maybe maybe that like you know, you can forget everything else if that's you know, if it's if it's good enough. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the answer is, but it's it is very disappointing. Um just,
1: he's, but, the, he's the whitest black guy in the country. I and know, I know, I know, I know. Like even Sorry, even, she'll
0: she'll come home in the end. Like she'll have her little <laughs> fling, but once once he
1: drops out, she'll no, come home in the end. I don't know. I mean even even O.J. Simpson like he's m- more authentic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, OJ no. o- o- o-
0: oj Moore <laughs> is more in touch with the black community than Cory Booker, I think is, is uh, an exact quote from you on this show.
1: <laughs> probably. No, uh, I probably said that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. um No. All right. So, well, so they asked this question about race and representation on stage. And, you know, obviously representation is important. But when you're talking about uh, the president of the United States and you're narrowed down to a very uh slim list of candidates to kind of like pander about this issue and like basically ask all these candidates to like explain why there aren't more people of color on the stage. It's like, well, we didn't write the fucking rules. Number one, we're not, you know, the people donating and or polling to these candidates. Number two, but also it's like, you're taking time to focus on this. Why don't you actually ask about what these candidates are going to do for people of color to improve their lives? And, you know, they asked Bernie about this and he started talking about, climate change and he was going to talk about how climate change disproportionately affects people of color and marginalized communities and the moderators cut him off immediately to try to make him look like an out-of-touch old racist despite the fact that they didn't do that to anybody else the entire night uh, and I actually have the audio from that here I want to play that because he really turned it around even though of course it got a huge applause from the fucking neoliberals that that actually attend these Debates, but I'll uh I'll play it quick.
2: Sanders, I do want to put the same question to you, Senator Sanders. What message uh, I do you answer think?
3: that question, But I wanted to get back to the issue of climate change for a moment because I do believe this is the existential issue.
2: Senator, with all respect, this question is about race. Can you answer the question as it was asked?
3: Because yes, people of color in fact, are going to be the people suffering most if we do not deal with climate change. And by the way, we have an obligation up here, if there are not any of our African-American brothers and sisters up here, to speak about an economy in which African-Americans are exploited, where black women die three times at higher rates than white women, where we have a criminal justice system which is racist, and broken, disproportionately made up of African Americans and Latinos and Native Americans who are in jail. So we need an economy that focuses on the needs of oppressed, exploited people, and that is the African American community.
2: Thank you.
0: So, you know, again, again, they didn't try to do that to anybody else. They tried to fucking make him look like an out-of-touch,
1: you know, old guy, and he so who, fucking who, turned it around. Yeah, but... who was cheering and clapping when they did that to him? Who, who did it? Whose fans did it? Sound like that was the most of right then. Probably Liz Warrens if I had to if I had to guess based on yes. just the way it sounded in the in the crowd
0: when she spoke and when everyone else. Yes, exactly. either Warrens or Judge's, but it did sound like what because Judge actually did not have a lot of support there. It was very evident that uh, he got very few
1: applause lines. Right. Um, so this this was obviously just you know like a gotcha moment trying to make Sanders look like he doesn't have the most. People of color supporting him, which he does. Um, So Nina Turner immediately tweeted out, if you think opening a question on race with climate change is deflecting, then you don't understand climate change. Bernie Sanders knows people of color have always been the first to suffer and the last to recover from our uh, climate chaos. So, yeah, yeah I, I love that. I love that. You know, she throws in a little alliteration there, you know, uh, first to suffer, last to recover, you know, just like she always, she, she's brilliant. brilliant. She always does that. Show. I love it. <laughs> she's so, so good. Nina, Nina's
0: a, such a great fucking speaker, like really just such a such like a, a, a compelling speaker. Like every time she like, you know, like you, you, every time she opens a rally for him, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like and again, I, I know a lot of people say, oh, she should be his vice president. I don't really know about that. But
1: well, I, she can't. Because she's she was a state rep for Ohio, and if you are... I mean, she you know, legally like, can, but I just don't think no, she has know, enough yeah, yeah. political but, experience. It, like, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Like, if you're a senator running for president, you almost certainly will pull another senator to be your VP. Yeah, like, or at just, worse,
0: like a house, or house rep. Like, that's, you know... It, you, yeah, you have to pick another still really person, fucking really. rare,
1: really fucking rare to yeah. pick somebody who is that far beneath you on, you know, sort of the totem pole of, of you yeah. or, or governor.
0: Governors are also pretty, but the governors, you know, have executive experience. So that's the other reason
1: they pick. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Governor. So, yeah, look, like, I, I love Nina more than any of his other surrogates by miles, uh except for maybe Ilhan and AOC. But you know, they they're still somewhat new. Uh Nina's Nina's old school. But uh it's just it's not gonna happen. And and honestly, you know, if if they really want to win as much as I don't like her, Warren would be the VP pick to really fucking nail that thing. Uh yeah, and, and I probably. think that they they may have that as sort of a backroom deal already. Uh, a lot of people have talked about there was a um not not polling, but the like the, the bookies, the bet nods people, right? Yeah. Put put out their is numbers. Yeah. Who's the most likely to be the VP choice? And it was ranked Warren highest, Biden lowest, and everyone else, you know, in between. <laughs> and Bernie wasn't there, wasn't listed at all. So it was pretty obvious who the bookies have their bets on as being the actual nominee. Um strangely enough though, that tweet got deleted. Uh, I mm. forget which what account it was from. I quote tweeted it, and then the tweet was gone. I was like, "Hmm, I wonder who made a phone call there." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, th- these are not people with any agenda other than like figuring out what the over/under is to figure out like what the betting odds are in order to make a shitload of money, right? They want to figure out like who who's the long shot, right? And and who's the you know who who's the help me out with the betting terminology. Front Front, well, front not runner. just front runner, but like who the who who's the odds it? on favorite odds, you know the favorite odds on gotcha.
0: favorite. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, um, but and and actually, Bernie has led several Vegas betting odds, like in, like in recent weeks. So like that, it, it's you know, it's not just. Our perception i think that the the actual numbers and the the data that that these empirical people unlike nate silver these people actually do look at numbers and don't put their fucking you know shit lib uh spin on it they actually think that bernie's gonna win so you know uh, i agree with them um but do you uh, see nate silver's latest tweet today
1: Oh, my God. It was so incomprehensible about, like, Uh some people
0: pull up and then pull it.
1: What the fuck was that? Whoever whoever the perceived front runner is, is actually overrated. And whoever is doing the worst is underrated, (laughs) which he would not fucking say if it was Joe Biden or Klobuchar or Warren. But since Bernie is up and has been gradually moving up and up and up and up the whole time. And Klobuchar uh, is at the bottom. So she's underrated, obviously. Yeah. Oh, Booker's tweet today also said, you know, he was disappointed that he was not on the debate stage, but that he still sees a path to victory. (laughs) What what (laughs) fucking world do these people live in? It's adorable. It's adorable. Uh,
0: Um, yeah. So, you know, there were there were a lot of like really shitty, like gotcha things like that. Um. One of the moderators at one point talking about the new um, trade deal that the Democrats gifted to fucking Donald Trump the day after they impeached him. So, you know, oh, not, God, not really was, great was message to question. send.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but, but yeah, they basically tried here. to ask Bernie, like, you know, well, you know, all these people, the AFL-CIO, and it, this was the funniest line to me. Union-friendly friendly leaders like Nancy Pelosi endorsed the <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this was can't, be real. This yeah, can't it, be real. Yeah, it was,
1: it was clear – like, AFL-CIO uh, sure. is – I mean, they are the worst of the worst, you know, giant umbrella, union of – a collection of unions. They don't give a fuck about workers, right? They, they no, just want to get the biggest dirty fossil fuel contracts, whether it's building, uh, you know, fossil fuel terminals uh, along watersheds or, you know, building LNG or building new giant mega freeways uh, designed for traffic projections that uh, were made 40 years ago that have not panned out because people uh, are driving less per capita than ever, you know, in like the last 40, 50 years. Just that that's all they want is is just more mega projects fossil fuel rich projects when you look at like a multimodal transit stuff that actually would employ more skilled labor more money would go to the the skilled labor than it would to just you know guys out there pouring concrete AFL-CIO does not go to bat for those kinds of projects that would be amazing to have uh, in a logical, rational, wealthy 21st century nation, right? So the idea yeah. that like you know putting out a, a trade deal that AFL-CIO supports is somehow pro labor is ridiculous, right? And Bernie was like, "No, nah, I'm not having it. Like they they can they can say it's slightly better than what we already have, but uh, I, I don't I don't think it's good." And then immediately all the other fucking little shitlibs up there were like, oh, oh, me, I support it. Oh, I support it. I stand with labor. Mm-hmm. I st- fucking just it was it was that was one of the most comical moments of the night was how fast Amy Klobuchar was like, oh, Bernie doesn't want the labor question. I'll take it. I'll jump yeah. all over that thing. I'll we fucking help that question. Teach, teach he wants it perfectly fine he fucking killed it and then
0: yeah exactly well and you know bernie even in his answer talked about uh how you know the the one good provision of this is that it may and it's loose the provisions because it still needs to be that needs to be codified into law by mexico but how it may allow uh mexican workers to form labor unions um, which is, you know, something that's not a very uh, high priority in, in Mexico. I don't even know if it's even, you know, if that exists to any large scale degree in Mexico currently. So,
1: <laughs> and then Buttigieg you
0: know, was like, "I'm going to send our troops down there to fight the the, the labor unions <laughs> to, to to personally break up every union dispute." That's yeah, right No. Um. Yeah. Oh God, fucking awful. Um. But you know, uh, Bernie, I think really fucking killed at this debate. Um. I, he really, I think he realizes that you know this is his moment right now. He kind of smells blood in the water. He sees that he's pulling near the top, and he's like, "All right, this is my moment to leapfrog everybody else and really like jump out to a commanding lead." Like heading into this bullshit impeachment trial, and the and you know, but he- mm-hmm. also heading into early on into the uh, primary, and like the primaries are like a month and a half away. I mean, you know, not far. So I think he realizes like if he can fucking pull away now, this is the time for him to do it. So he really went after people the way in a way we've never seen him go
1: after people before.
0: I think in a debate,
1: Um, he's like the like the kid in Breaking Away that looks like Beck. That's like just tape my feet to the pedals on the bike. I'm not fucking taking them off. Let's go. Have you seen that movie? Have you seen that movie? No, no, oh, that's funny it's funny. It's great. So it's got the the guy that play. I can't I remember his name. I feel terrible. The the, the guy that played uh, Rorschach in Snyder's Watchman is in it. Jack Haley? Yeah, he's like 15 in the movie. And then um, which the 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 Quaid, the Quaid brother, who's like the handsome one who's been married like a million Thanks. times. The one who's not Wade. a
0: psychopath, yeah. Well, I mean, right. he's a right-winger, but... Right,
1: right. But it's about this, it. like, small town, like, in, like, southern Indiana, you know, so, like, Pete Woody Judge's uh, turf. Uh, and there's these, these guys that live in, like, a college town. It's, like, a small town, but it's a college town, but they don't go to college. They're just there. And, like, how they don't get along with the college guys, and they get in fucking fights with them all the time. Um, but one of the guys is, like, crazy into cycling, and he looks just like Beck, the singer former Scientologist, right?
2: Um,
1: and there's not a lot of movies about cycling. So it's kind of like a weird early eighties coming of age slash cycling movie. Uh, (laughs) and of course the, the finale is this big bike race between like the local kids that are, you know, working class and couldn't afford college. And then like the douchey fucking preppy college guys. Right. Um, and, like, the, the the best one of them is, of course, this guy that's really into European cycling until, like, these Italian guys come and beat him up, and he's not into it anymore. But he's, you know, whatever. Uh, and, like, in the finale, he's he's like, gets injured, right? So they literally, like, tape his feet onto the pedals to make sure he doesn't <laughs> slip off. But, you know, it's just, like, this wow. really, like, total... Like, 1982, kind of, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Decent movie. It, it holds hurt. up, honestly. But, uh, yeah, it just reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. And Randy
0: Quaid may be the crazy brother, but he... Also his cousin Eddie, so I'll always hold a a warm place (laughs) in my heart. Uh, The shitter was full. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, so let's, you know, let's go through each of the individual candidates. We could kind of talk about their performances, uh, because they're, you know, mercifully, we're not nearly as many this time. Uh, We only had uh, seven candidates. uh, And going forward, there should be a fucking rule that there are not more than seven fucking candidates on stage at once, because... uh, I just the last couple debates just broke my fucking brain. Like the 12 candidate debates. I mean, it's preposterous. Nobody gets in a fucking second to actually, you know, express any kind of policy position for better or for worse, uh, mostly worse. Um but I actually think there was a little more time to breathe on this debate and a lot more time for people to kind of go at it, which is really important in a primary. It's to actually determine, you know, what people fucking stand for and how they handle pressure. Um, and we'll talk about that for each of the individual candidates. So um, Andrew Yang, I mean, there's really not much to say. He spoke the least of anybody. Uh, didn't really have any revelatory, you know, it's pretty, he, he pretty much has the same debate performance in every debate. Makes a couple jokes, kind of awkward, kind of, you know, it's,
1: it's not really a, a fucking- strong suit it's like a ceo doing a ted talk same as Moody yeah, very much so. it is so flat and and scripted and they're just like counting the the you know like the the beats in between each line you know and it's just like move hand rotate this way look you know it's so fucking fake i cannot stand it point but I, don't actually extend your finger point your <laughs> yeah point your
0: knuckle at somebody because it's less aggressive yeah uh just you know uh, not much to say about yang honestly i mean yang oh. is who he is he'll hang around because he has a really
1: dedicated base of tech bro supporters um how fucking and, crazy was it that he's he's complaining about uh the rise of the the ai surveillance state in public spaces in china and then at the same time says and also american ai is falling behind china <laughs> that was yeah. so fucking annoying. we need to have our own dystopian fucking uh yeah surveillance we, AI yeah, surveillance we can't like let what the chinese what beat us about? on facial recognition in public places it's like, oh
0: yeah God, i was very bummed it. out to see to see donald glover coming out as one of his surrogates uh today that or oh. yesterday i think that was what really a bummer
1: f- dude like somebody's too fucking stoned somebody's been yeah. smoking way too much fucking weed uh, Donald Glover has, in the last
0: couple of years has seemed perpetually stoned. Like anytime he's like making a public appearance, so it's very possible that he's just like on, on, on. He's like on one, and then like in a week he's gonna wake up and be like,
1: "Oh fuck! Like what did
0: I do? <laughs> My
1: God! Um, I endorsed who? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, why didn't someone stop me? Uh, oh, because i I'm he's a, a millionaire, but he's not mini, like an ultra mini-mobile. millionaire. Like yeah, I, I don't it's still know. It's you surrounded by fucking fucking bunch of people that tell you you're never wrong. It'll be, yeah. it'll be Kanye within 10 years, um, oh, which is a shame because uh, I, I actually it's, think it's that, a shame. Uh, that Glover is actually fucking really talented. And I think Kanye is not, he's just sort of coasted on. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Um, yeah.
0: no, I mean, Glover is a fucking Renaissance man, you know, acting comedy music just, yeah, it's, it's really a shame, but no, but I mean, look, he can recover from this. I think anyone can recover from one bad, one bad endorsement. As long as it's not like, you know, Joe Biden or something, um, Mm. we'll uh we'll, I'll, I'll forgive him but um yeah so yang again not much to say um tom
1: steyer again just you know uh, i woo! don't know why fucking exciting just channeling the ghost of lincoln chafee who yeah. would have a ghost if he was dead and he's not but you'd never know it because when have you ever thought are you about sure him? i haven't heard anything from him in a couple of years <laughs>
0: So I think I think Jim Webb might have fucking strangled him when they left ah, the yeah, debate stage. Yeah. They're just Vietnam they're somewhere in a
1: bar right now drinking, and fucking Jim Webb's just like oh, I've been waiting to strangle this guy for four years for what he did to me. You know, they didn't say one word to each other. You no, know, Steyer. The most amazing thing about him tonight was that that fucking like argyle plaid tie he had on, and that was oh, like, yeah, I couldn't stop looking at that thing i was like, asking you got a nice tie at least, and you, all you're trying to do yet again is say I agree with Bernie Sanders on your every single fucking answer. It was nice, but it didn't match. Like, it just, it just,
0: I don't know. I didn't like it. I, it just, it was, it was a very classy tie, but I was just, I like, couldn't stop staring at it when he was talking. I was like, this is just not a, I don't know. I, I think he was trying to go for a Christmassy look. I just don't think it really, uh, re- he really pulled it off. But well, his, you know. his
1: suit jacket was like a light blue, and yeah, that red tie was like deep red right and it just like you gotta if you're gonna wear it like a really bright color tie like that you gotta have a darker jacket you can't do light blue. you think people just- literally billions of dollars could pay somebody to fucking tell them these things like but apparently you can pay me to do it i don't know shit yeah. about fucking fashion but i can tell you what looks good on broadcast television yeah yeah no bernie again never you
0: know Suits may look a little frumple, but they never look shitty like that. Uh never has a fashion emergency
1: like that. Oh, and I just I want Brandon to come out with like a just like a gray Irish cable knit sweater and like one week of Corbin look like what Yeah, just fucking Corbin it up. I don't know. I think he's afraid now that that everyone's like, Oh Corbin's an anti Semite and you're gonna fall apart the way if you go after him. <laughs> Uh just,
2: just you well, know, Bernie, Bernie wore a cu-
1: wore sweater to a couple's rallies, and it's actually a good look for him, I think. It is a great yeah, look for him. It's amazing. I, I wish he would do just like a little bit of facial hair, just to kind of be like,
0: eh, you know. You see it. that
1: that, that Photoshop people were
0: sending around of like hot Bernie with like a fucking like full beard I was like, This is guys, this is a little much. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: they like they like de-aged him about 15-20 uh, years, too. Yeah. You know, you notice how uh how shiny smooth Bernie was tonight they had some like really uh, harsh lights on him really and, like, high key he, lighting yeah 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 like no no softening of the of light there um, you're starting a yeah. smooth Bernie conspiracy
0: <laughs> that was like the <laughs> big because everyone's like oh Bernie got Botox it's like Bernie does not fucking Bernie Sanders would never get Botox like I, I got news for you guys he is not somebody who gives a fuck about the way his skin wrinkles look like that is the last person in the in the no. in, politics that would ever do that
1: i mean like the most hair care he gets is jane walks up and licks her hands and then like tries to flatten the the fucking shit sticking (laughs) out its sides bernie bernie wait wait wait. don't go out come on bernie yeah come Come on on. come
0: on you're all over the place oh what i don't don't give a shit what the fuck do i care uh, i'm losing my hair what am i gonna be like joe biden what am i gonna get fucking hair plugs look like a fucking chia pet like what do i give a shit um but no so uh yeah tom steyer again don't know why you're running. I I, I assume it's a vanity thing. Uh, it's it's like Howard Schultz, but like not quite as bad. Um, well, and, but, and, you know. and what's
1: so fucking hilarious to me is Steyer's whole thing is is being a billionaire entrepreneur. Uh, who's never held elected office, but keeps acting like he has. He says things like, Oh, I, you <laughs> yeah. know, I, I took on the fossil fuel industry, like as what, uh, fucking working for the fossil fuel industry. Like what were you there? What'd I took you there? on
0: the fossil fuel industry as part of my portfolio. And it, uh, really, really paid off well for me. Yeah, It's, yeah, like, and it's, you know,
1: it's <laughs> even, it's even more funny when you consider that, like, I, I don't even know how much money he, I know he spent like tens of, of millions of dollars in, in his own money. Um, uh, but, not even doesn't even fucking hold a candle to how much money Michael Bloomberg has spent okay. on an order of like a hundred million dollars. Bloomberg has spent a hundred million dollars on TV ads and he still couldn't qualify for this fucking debate. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. Fucking now, awesome. I,
1: you know, and, and again, Tom Perez is a fucking worm, but a credit to him
0: for not caving on the, not making it either or, you know, donors and or, uh, uh, uh polling. Like you have to have individual donors and polling, Um, Mm -hmm. because that ensures that Bloomberg will never get into one of these things. And, uh, you know, I, I cannot wait to see the fucking money spent versus delegate count for Michael Bloomberg, because if you don't get 15% of the vote in in a state, you don't get any delegates. So there's a very good possibility. And it's actually a probability at this point that Michael Bloomberg will spend upwards of 200 to $300 million of his own fucking money and not get a single delegate at the Democratic Convention, which is just, you know, it, it, it's so... It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It, I, it, I love it.
1: It is, but it's just, it's like, dude, why... It's also, it should be legal. but, I mean, you know, that's a whole other fucking problem. Yeah. It, I mean, if you get to a billion dollars, it's just instantly 90% of that money should be, you know, taken by the people. <laughs> it's like Expercuted, fucking... Yeah. fucking uh, uh, jeff bezos being like well, i don't know what to do with my half a trillion dollars i might just build a rocket ship and go to mars it's like you could pay people to be able to go to the bathroom you fucking monster Can we send jeff bezos to europa
0: and just fucking leave him there for, like you know leave him at the but not in the fucking habitat just leave him in a spacesuit no. with limited oxygen like outside no vivarium,
1: of the area <laughs> no phillips no Crookshanks, shanks no fucking castle manor no none of that yep. Is drop him in there with like an hour's worth of air and that's it. <laughs> oh man. Well, one can dream.
0: Um yeah, so Amy Klobuchar up next. Um again, polling near the bottom. Don't know why she's still in this race. Don't know why they're giving her so much coverage. I think that's their next fucking. Since Warren flamed out, this that will be their next. Like, oh, maybe Klobuchar, you know, yeah. because they gave her the most speaking time, other than Bernie Sanders, by and it was only by thirty seconds that he out edged her uh, of the night. She
1: despite just, the fact she just interrupted the most, that's how she got it. it like anytime people, but they were asked arguing, her a lot of questions too. Yeah, they they did. But it was like anytime people argued, she would interject and be like. You don't fight! Don't fight the two of you. It doesn't do us any good. If you're if you're gonna fight, make sure it's with me. Being, like that—that <laughs> that was like her way to get attention. It was just if anyone's gonna be fighting up here, I'm gonna get in the middle of it, and yeah. then fucking you know stiletto heel. Buttigieg's scroll. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and again, oh. you know, I have
0: no love for Amy Klobuchar. I will forever respect her for just absolutely fucking eviscerating Pete Buttigieg and making him look like the little bitch that he is on stage do you repeatedly. have any audio of that I, I don't actually have any i couldn't no. find any audio of that but she just butchered him man oh. she fucking brutalized him he just had nothing he had no response people judge is such a fucking stuffed shirt ivy league douchebag like whenever he's challenged he just has no response he just acts like a petulant child like he he puts on this face of like hur, hur, like 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 I'm laughing it off, but silently I'm thinking about how I'm going to have you like, like assassinated after this like debate. Like he just has no fucking,
1: well, it's his little mad magazine, uh, like, uh, ventriloquist mannequin puppet smile where he gets embarrassed (laughs) and his cheeks turn all red. And he literally will like tuck his chin and look down at the floor and then look up and then give this like, aw oh, shucks smile like he like, just like he, chipmunk nobody smile, has yeah. coached him on how to fucking respond to shit when he gets called he hasn't out
0: answer a tough question like he the media fucking fawned over him this entire uh election he he barely ever gets asked a tough question and the few times he did he collapsed like origami like they asked him that question about like yeah. not taking money from billionaires he's just like no no i'm gonna keep doing it like he, he can't answer tough questions he just fucking like tries to avoid them and anytime he's actually challenged and, he shows what a little bitchy is
1: yeah and he also won't go after any of the male candidates he only goes after warren or Globucher, right which is kind of like mm-hmm. like a very uh you know beta move on his part but uh he also uh i don't know if you notice this but like the, at least one or two times liz warren referred to him just as the mayor like just reinforcing <laughs> that like this, this guy fucking ran a city and i'm a fucking u.s senator like everyone up 8, here, thousand votes in a city of 100,000 <laughs> yeah. people, everyone up here is either a senator or a billionaire or vice president. And then there's the little mayor. <laughs> and then even <laughs> Klobuchar, he's like, well, hey, if you, uh, you know, you, you think, uh, you know, what you're doing stuff, I had to put together a coalition to run as a, a gay dude in uh, Mike Pence's state. And then Klobuchar's like, yeah, and then he lost by 20 points. <laughs> the crowd went fucking nuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, so so, so fucking just, good. So good. Oh, my God. That was so fucking funny when that was yeah. like. because Mad respect there for that. I got it. <laughs> because the crowd definitely applauded on his line. Like, he thought he, he got one on her. And then she yep. was just like, no, dude. <laughs> <You're> fucking done. <laughs> yeah
0: and of course she was referring to when he ran for governor and got absolutely fucking decimated so you know yeah klobuchar just absolutely beat his ass with a stapler uh in this debate and um and and, and those are the
1: greatest moments because you can't script shit like that like they can plan for it in their head but you know like all of kamala's lines were scripted uh as evidenced by the fact that she had a t-shirt ready to go the minute it came out right yeah um But yeah, the the.
0: the Well, you can tell she like Klobuchar genuinely does not like this fucking guy. Like none of them do. Like they all just the the disdain they all have for this little shit's name is like very evident
1: with the way that they speak to him. It it is. I can't blame him. I mean, he he deserves it for one. I mean, of course, if if, if you got you got to be like just a fucking shit weasel to be up there and make people around you like Amy Klobuchar look authentic. And I truly just, just, you know, a little bit of meta-commentary. I thought everyone up there did a better job than they had ever done before. Uh, Bernie's always good, right? But everyone else did, like Biden had maybe his least awful performance tonight.
0: Yeah, because he didn't Uh, speak
1: at all. But yes, I agree. Warren, um, you know, Warren is panicking, but she looked the least like she's panicking tonight of any of the debates. Uh, Mm -hmm. Klobuchar seemed, you know, the least awful she ever... Like, I, I think everyone did better than i expect him to do except for booty jazz who just was yeah. fucking flailing he was the
0: target of everyone's he because everyone's like all right let's nip this shit in the bud and he just could not handle the fucking heat like he they were just you know no. they were throwing high heat and he could not stay in the batter's box like he was just not <laughs> not a fucking he's a lot of high hopes now yeah no for sure <laughs> um <laughs> so good so yeah and and amy sucks otherwise but you know credit for her credit to her for for uh single-handedly destroying mayo pete's campaign the way that tulsi destroyed Kamala's
1: campaign so i just want to i want to make a promise or just offer an idea and, and i i would like to do this that uh the you know when we finally do an episode uh right after mayo pete drops out we're going to close out the, our our outro music will be his little fucking dance theme song. Bullshit. Oh, I hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Just as a little fuck you to that guy.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and you know, with Klobuchar, like, and I don't particularly care for her, but it's pretty obvious. Like she actually considers Bernie a friend. Like she's friendly with Bernie and she actually likes him as a person. And you could tell like in the difference between that, the way she interacts with him and the way she interacts with Pete. It's very fucking obvious that it's just like this little fucking shit stain. I've, I've, you know how many interns I've made cry to get to the position I'm in, and you think you're just gonna <laughs> waltz in here with your little fucking eight thousand vote yeah. little shit stain, you know, mayoral seat in a you know little podunk city? Like, yeah, it's so. And she you know. she
1: had a couple of good answers tonight. I don't remember exactly which one there were um i just remember her you know uh, destroying pete but she she has consistently had some good debate question answers uh things that i didn't expect her to be as good on uh, so did uh, Kristen gillibrand had some really good answers on issues of race too so um you know i never did get my uh whiskey date with uh with gildebrand the way that she had advertised it <laughs> i can only assume somebody did but it wasn't me unfortunately so sad soul. <laughs> yeah. um yeah so mayo pete we, we we've talked
0: about um a lot um you know he he really took the brunt of of the bashing tonight and deservedly so um i, I actually have a clip here from bernie but this but it, it's you know talking about pete's uh Donors, uh, and you know, of course, the story came out this week that Budajich had a fundraiser uh, in a wine cave, like a like a like a very small, like two table long fundraiser, where they were serving nine hundred dollar bottles of wine uh, in this wine cave that had a Swarovski crystal uh, chandelier in the center of it. It's just the fucking height of opulence. He's just has no fucking uh, he gives no fucks whatsoever. He just has every high dollar fundraiser that he can. Just, you know, vacuuming up all this dirty money. Um, so everyone rightfully called him out on it. Warren actually was pretty strong uh, in bashing him on it. You know, everyone, pretty much everyone <laughs> fucking beat up on him. Uh, but this is Bernie talking about uh, how many billionaire donors oh. he has. Uh, and he, he gets a really funny line uh, on judge in this clip. So I'll play it and then we'll uh, we'll chat about it.
3: Senator Sanders. I am rather proud, maybe, I don't know, the only candidate up here doesn't have any billionaire contributions. But you know what I do have? We have received more contributions from more individuals than any candidate in the history of the United States of America at this point in an election, averaging $18 apiece. Now, there's a real competition going on up here. My good friend Joe, and he is a good friend, he's received contributions from 44 billionaires pete on the other hand is trailing pete you only got 39 billionaires <laughs> contributing so pete we look forward to you i know you're a, an energetic guy and a competitive guy to see if you could take on joe on that issue but what is not what is oh, not man. a laughing matter fucking friend, roasted
0: Unbelievable. this is
3: why three people own more wealth than the bottom half this is why Amazon and other major corporations pay zero in federal taxes we need to get money out of politics we should run our campaigns on that basis Thank you, Senator senators vice president
0: just absolutely <laughs> eviscerated and speed <speaking laughs> you know, the you're an half. guy. Maybe maybe you can catch it like yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So funny. No,
1: it was good. And, and also, you know, Bernie doesn't usually go after anyone until they, they swipe at him first. And like Pete knows not to swipe at Bernie. Uh, and, and most of them know not to swipe Bernie Because
0: anytime it, Bernie hits them They don't respond because there's nothing to respond to Like, like but Buttigieg didn't even respond to that And, and he's like, what are you going to say? Like, no, I don't
1: have 39 billionaire donors Right Well, he also said of the debate You know, like, well, I'm not going to reject anyone Who wants to help me fight Trump Well, okay, that sounds good But uh, today he also broke his pledge To not take any fossil fuel money Uh, Because one of his bundlers works for fucking Exxon or some bullshit. Um, So, you know, basically all the money that's coming through that bundler is now tainted with with fossil fuel uh, hands, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's just this this idea that like, oh, yeah, the fossil fuel industry is going to chip in money to uh, oppose Trump. No, they're not. They, they're going to chip in money to have a seat at whatever corporate Democrat or corporate Republican is at the table. Regardless, that's just what they do because they have more money than anybody. And people that think that Wall Street has power, Wall Street's like a drop in a bucket compared to the global fossil fuel industry, right? Nobody has more power globally than Royal Dutch Shell, Exxon Mobil. Uh, like they just it doesn't come close, right? Like they're they're the Wall Street of the world as opposed to just our wall street, which is like, you know, lower Manhattan for just our country. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when, when, when we say that, uh, you know, it's like the, like a top 100 companies are destroying the planet. Uh, and, you know, most of those are fossil fuel companies and car companies. They're, you know, clearly, uh, once you get everyone addicted to cars and oil, <clears throat> you got an endless supply of customers. Right. And and yeah. breaking that addiction is, uh Imperative, right? But if you can't, at the very least, say I won't take campaign contribute. It's not even like a majority of your money, the way that like somebody like Cory Booker gets the majority of their money from, say, APAC. You know, most of these people are only going to get maybe fifty thousand to one hundred thousand dollars total from fossil fuels. So if you can't fucking still win without that little tiny chunk, what the fuck good are you? Like, how, yeah. how craven are you that, that, like, you just, like, oh, it, I need it, that little tiny bit of money. It, it's partly pathological, but it's also
0: partly, like, they just don't give a fuck. Like, fundamentally, it's not like they don't care about the appearance of impropriety because they don't care about impropriety because they really just genuinely think, oh, no, this is how it works. is like these people from whatever industry, I don't care, they're private equity, so, you know, they're inherently good and they're going to give me money and I'm going to... You know, I'll do them some favors, but I'll generally do what I think is the right thing. This is the way these people like Mayo Pete think like they don't give a fuck about any kind of like account. They don't people who Judge does not see the American people as individual voters. He just sees them as the fucking rubes. That he's going to trick into voting for him so he can then rule as he sees fit and, you know, make sure he takes care of sure. his corporate friends and. You know, then he. But but it's all about ego for him and taking care of his fucking buddies. Like he doesn't give sure. a fuck about or, voters. Or they or,
1: they twist their brain and knots and say, well, a personal contribution from an oil executive is not the same as you know uh, some some Exxon Super PAC uh, kind of a thing. It's it's a personal contribution. Mm-hmm. There's no conflict of interest there, right? Uh, of course there is. It's just they're, they're, they they want to pretend that like, well, a personal contribution from an oil executive is the same thing as my uncle who uh, is a franchise owner of a local small town gas station, right? So I don't want to, I can't yeah, I shouldn't turn away his contribution either any more than the the oil executive. The, you know, we're all in this together. We're all in this fight. To, it's like just fuck off. <laughs> like you know, clearly there's there's some small. Um, uh, people that make a little tiny, you know, people work on, uh, you know, pumping gas or, or own a fucking, you know, they're, they're not the ones that created this industry and got everyone addicted to oil, but it's still, if you're going to take this, this was the thing that was forced on people from the top down. Nobody was like, Oh, Hey, you know what I really want is a way to, you know, drive around faster than horses, uh, and then also have to spend half my paycheck on th- that means of transportation. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no one likes it. There was just a, there, there's, I mean, they're always, there's always people doing these kind of polls, but there was a poll recently about, uh, how satisfied people are with their commute to work every day. Uh, and people that let me were guess, able to zero percent, 2%, percent, like, what? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, it was like people that walk or bike to work, um, oh, satisfaction yes, rate, 54%. Now that's still, that's not that great, you know, because you're still you're, going to work. I mean, fuck, you know. Yeah, you're going like, to work, but it's it's like, yeah, I don't know how the, you know, the methodology of the questions, but, you know, if I bike to work, I have to deal with fucking cars, right? So it's nothing mm-hmm. fun, um, even though it doesn't cost anything, right? The uh, yeah. satisfaction rate for people to drive to work was like 19%. Like, no, <laughs> it's like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that seems high to me, honestly. I can't imagine anyone, like, who. It just yeah, I don't know. It's just miserable. I fucking hate it every day. Like I, I have to drive. Well, some days I drive from New York. Some days I drive from Connecticut. When I drive from Connecticut, it's like, oh, well, if I'm lucky, this will be an hour and fifteen minute commute. And if I'm not lucky, this will be an hour and forty five minute commute because one asshole, you know, wasn't paying attention and got in an accident, or there's just a lot of people on the road. <laughs> like that's you, that's you, my fucking morning. You're it's six forty five in the morning.
1: You're driving a vehicle that's like what three thousand, four thousand pounds that is all of that weight is there to move you and you're i don't know how much you weigh exactly but you know somewhere between i, I would guess somewhere around 180 200 maybe a little bit more you're what like 6'1 six, 6'2 six, yeah that's all that's on the low end but yeah but fair enough but lo- on low end, gotcha. <laughs> you know i i don't want to judge um we, uh, we've we never met in real life before. I don't know if anyone knows this, but we are recording from two different time zones. And uh, so, yeah, we've uh, only have a vague notion of each other's physicality. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you, you, it's it's the, the problem isn't that like, well, okay, here's a machine designed to move me around at 50 miles an hour, uh, and, and it's comparable to my own weight. It's that it weighs 10 times more than you, right? Or, or well, let's say about eight times more than you, And it's the amount of fossil fuels needed to move an object that big, right, is astronomical. It's the least efficient energy use there is uh, Mm -hmm. and the least spatially efficient. Because it's not just the space your car takes up. If you're going 55 miles an hour, you need about... Uh, you know almost 300 feet of space between you and the next car ahead of you a car length
0: for every 10 miles an hour you're going basically is what the rule of thumb
1: is exactly exactly so look at any highway and even when it's like bumper to bumper people are still 50 60 feet apart uh for the most part if they're moving at any real speed uh and that's just it's it's insane and for every gallon of gasoline your engine burns that creates 25 pounds of co2 and, and I'll tell this to people, and I just you realize how many idiots are on the internet. And They're like, "Well, how could how could one gallon of gasoline somehow magically create 25 pounds of CO2? That's that's so much more than the gasoline that was burned." It's like you fucking idiot. It's a chemical reaction. That, of- <laughs> that no, they don't understand that you're you're combining the you know the petrol different
0: forms, way different with oxygen. Yeah, it, it-
1: <laughs> no, you, I mean you're you're pulling all this oxygen atmosphere into it burning it creating a new chemical p- compound and then emitting that out of out of the reaction right so it, it's mm. just people have no fucking idea how things work you know uh well, things also I, have different molecular weights like not everything weighs the fucking right. same. like it's just yeah people are idiots but well it's just it shows how little energy you get out of that reaction mm-hmm. and how much waste you create from that reaction uh mm-hmm. and just the insanity of, of thinking that you know 300 million americans uh or 100 or uh, 1 billion people globally that, I mean, that, that, isn't that crazy to think that like a third of all people that drive a car are like all just in this country? Like just just to show you how much of the world and that's almost everybody drive in the country. <laughs> I mean, that's like we've oh, yeah. like not yeah. we have like three hundred
0: forty million Americans, and we I guess we almost all drive
1: cars. Yeah, ninety percent wow. of, of commutes are, are are by car, and the data shows that upwards of forty to fifty percent of city trips could easily be taken by bicycle because they're less than a mile. <laughs> so yeah you know it, it's crazy so the, the idea that everyone just like collectively decided like oh that's the way i want to get around is this really expensive really polluting way. like we they didn't we didn't do that that was forced on us by and large well our country is
0: also one of the youngest countries in the world i mean all these other countries were built you know thousands of years ago like and you know in terms of the infrastructure certainly hundreds right. of years ago like where where cars just weren't even a thing and most yeah. of our fucking country has been built in the last hundred years, more or less. I mean, if you really think about it, especially true. our interstate system, it's like...
1: Elon's uh, Cybertruck is going to be illegal in Europe because it's too big <laughs> to fit on the streets.
0: Wow, that's that's yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah, it is. Didn't really it is. think that one out too much. I mean, I'll, but again, this is the guy who you know, demonstrated this truck by talking about how impenetrable it is and throwing a brick at the window that immediately smashed the
1: window. So <laughs> it wasn't even that hard of a Not exactly a fucking
0: genius, yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: God. What you like, oh, well, one. you know, it didn't,
0: didn't break. Uh, it didn't break through. I was like, oh, great. So
1: <laughs> he literally like almost underarm chucked it from a few feet away with no velocity and again, whatsoever. And again,
0: cars are supposed to uh, break and dent when you get in an accident. So if you build an indestructible car, you know what's going to happen to your fucking body? If you get into an accident, uh, you're going to turn to fucking jello. Like, you're not, that energy needs to go somewhere. So, if your car doesn't crumple upon impact, um, you're going to have a bad time. So, again, not a fucking scientist, not an intelligent person.
1: No, I just want to remind people this is, there is a car, a red convertible floating in orbit around the Earth right now because this fucking dipshit, this rich asshole dating Grimes with his hair plugs, wanted to launch a rocket into outer space to put a car into orbit. Uh, I mean, yeah. Seems like
0: a valid resource, a valid use of resources. I don't really see what your issue is. Uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, while we've been recording, uh, Clara Jeffrey, uh, noted progressive leftist, uh, <laughs> editor-in-chief at Mother Jones, uh, tweeted a defense of uh, Buttigieg. Uh, I feel I must point out that Crystal chandeliers and 900 bottles of wine aside, uh, hell of a caveat, um, wine caves are a big part of regional agriculture. They're everywhere. Do you drink <laughs> wine? It's been in a cave. And then she went on a long-ass thread explaining what she means, but it's like, yeah, that's not what he was in. He wasn't in a fucking wine cellar. He wasn't in a wine silo. He was in a fucking rich, ritzy, rich fucking you know a
1: wine cave for fucking
0: millionaires like that what the fuck are you talking about like you said so fucking it's just so sad it's so sad right. and, like, and again understand.
1: it's it's having good instincts about optics right because clearly yeah we don't care about that wine cave. We would probably go there. And on TYT, it was like, I would love to just live in a wine cave, not to fundraise there, but just to live in it. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I can't, I can't really fault you for that. I mean, it's not, like it's wine, not like that He like said you know. <laughs> he's there with a bunch of fucking billionaires for like what, however many thousands of dollars a, a plate dinner. Um, so yeah, I mean. And it wasn't just was- like a local vineyard. It was clearly
0: like a fucking, you know, Sure. Uh, Napa Valley, super ritzy, like, wouldn't be
1: allowed in without, you know, a hundred dollar, you know, minimum type place. Well, and like, this is why he hasn't invited the press yeah. to his fundraisers, because they're all like this. It's just mm-hmm. somehow the like, photos of this one got leaked out, apparently. Right? So, it, it, if he doesn't want yeah. people... If this is the one we did see, think how many other ones we haven't seen, because of his ban on that the press. more opulent. That were, but again, like, you know... Did you see the fucking... People were uh, tweeting out pictures, screenshots from... Uh, eyes wide shut and be like, oh, hey, did you see the pics from uh, Booty Judge's wine cellar?
0: <laughs> just-
1: and again, like, I, you know, I like go
0: to, like, when, if I'm in, like, in, you know, going somewhere on vacation, like, we went to Rhode Island, we went to, like, a, you know, like a local, like, uh, winery, but you do, like, a $15, like, Groupon, you know, wine tasting. You don't do a fucking nine hundred dollar a bottle, you know, fundraising event. That's it. It's not the the way they're trying to play it off. Like it's a like a local vineyard is fucking just so disingenuous and such bullshit. But I wouldn't expect any less.
1: Yeah, I was, um, you know, just a few weeks ago, I was up. I was in northern uh, Michigan. Um, and even though it's winter time, you can still, you know, you're driving around, you see like a huge vineyard, uh, you know, 50 acres of, of, uh, great plants tied up and, you know, they're all covered in snow and everything. But like, you know, the, the at the most they'd have like, uh, you know, a barn for their wine tasting, you know, yeah. like the, there's no, there's no fucking, uh, chandelier with 900 crystals hanging off of it in these fucking <laughs> yeah, no, places. No. right? So for sure. I like going to places like that, like the, the, the barn type places that's, it's, it's, uh, yeah
0: it's a nice nice uh, day during this like spring or summer uh, especially in in new england it's, mm-hmm. good, it's good shit um but All right, so enough about booty judge i think yeah, we yeah, <laughs> yeah. about this fucking <laughs> asshole um but also people should watch that clip of bernie eviscerating him because his face during it is fucking hilarious he's just like he's got no response he just has this really goofy smile it, it just gave me life in that moment so uh yeah that's that's booty judge um warren had a um she didn't do anything particularly bad this debate i don't think she did anything particularly good this debate either um oh, the she did really answered,
1: though what what was that oh, yeah god she was like i'm yeah. sorry for just getting so worked up i don't mean to and i was like what nobody do
0: it. she came out very inauthentic at times during this debate and which is i mean yeah. her biggest problem in general but um she she gets really flustered like when she's when she's not allowed to do what she wants and not allowed to take the conversation where she wants to and did you see like and again this week she like yelled at a journalist for the way that they asked her a question like I, I don't actually no, you know I, I didn't see that? it We'd... but there again it was, it's like she just can't handle scrutiny and it's like if you're this fragile when people uh, who are ostensibly on your side are trying to suss out your positions uh, what are you going to do when Donald Trump is like fucking you know absolutely demolishing you in a debate like the, Donald Trump like I'm more worried about her than almost any other candidate other than like Mayo Pete I don't think any of these like candidates would do worse against Trump than, than Warren would like she's just really not fucking up to the task and she seems to be getting very upset like in general that she's uh, tanking the polls so much so she seems to be lashing out you know but it's just it's not a good I don't look don't think and she knows not. that
1: she's tanking in the polls like I don't think they let her know that at this point you know they're Maybe. they're like oh it's a, it's just an anomaly Liz don't don't even look at them don't just focus on you know your, your two cents on the dollar tax of rich people on your dog your giant thirty foot inflatable Bailey dog thing and she trots out there like that's all she's yeah anyway yeah yeah no
0: for sure um but I don't know it, it, it's so you know again not really much um. To say about her. I don't think she really particularly had a good or a bad debate. It didn't really. She just doesn't like to answer questions she's asked, um, you know, as typical of her. So.
1: Oh, we got uh, the audio. There was that one. Uh, oh, yeah. Her answer on the one thing here. I don't remember exactly what she said. It was climate. I know I know.
0: So it was on climate.
1: And let's just con- compare and contrast
0: Bernie and Warren's uh, mm, mm-hmm. answers to the one climate question that they were asked all do, night,
1: you know. Do, do Warren's first. Yeah. Um, yeah, for
0: sure.
2: We need to do what we do best and that is innovate our way out of this problem and be a world leader. But understand, the biggest climate problem we face is the politicians in Washington who keep saying the right thing but continue to take money from the oil industry, continue to bow down to the lobbyists, to the lawyers, to the think tanks, to the bought and paid for experts. America understands that we've got to make change and we're running out of time, that climate change threatens every living thing on this planet. But getting Congress to act, you know, they just don't want to hear it. And if we don't attack the corruption first, if we don't attack the corruption head on, then we're not going to be able to make the changes we need to make. On climate, on gun safety, on drug pricing, on all of the big problems that face us.
1: So we
0: need to innovate our way out of climate change. That's guys. just
1: that, that's that's your fucking bullshit. You know, I believe in markets. Nonsense. That you know Carbon we can capture. just uh, hey, anything's possible if you imagine it. <laughs> you know, like that. What does that fucking mean? Like that. There's, uh, you know, just, does Liz Warren support a Green New Deal? I don't think so. I've never heard her talk about it before. Um, and then when she ch- tries to pivot and say, "Oh, but it's about corruption. It's not capitalism. It's crony capitalism." Like, no, it's the fucking. It's that we're addicted to fossil fuels, and then we're addicted to fucking cars, right? And and then you know, I mean, it, it, at least Joe Biden was like, "Hey, electric cars, right?" <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it, 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 her answer is just. And then again, she pivots to, uh, well, as long as there's this corruption in Congress, it's like you're not in Congress, you're in the fucking Senate. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, But, 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 but
0: and again, she can talk about that all she wants, but she's still not willing to criticize any of her fucking Democratic colleagues. So what is that going to amount to if you get into the White House? If you're not willing to do what Bernie says and actually go and fucking, you know, campaign against someone like Joe Manchin, then what fucking good are you? You're not going to get anything done. You're going to go to them and say, hey, I want to do this milk toast thing. And they're going to say, yeah, no, we're uh, Republicans. I'm not sure if you got that memo, uh, but we're basically Republicans, so we're not right. going to do any of those things. Well, she, and then she she's going say, oh, gee, shucks.
1: Right. She's setting up an impossible scenario that basically makes sure that there's no accountability for anyone. There's just a vague sense of here's why we can't move anything forward and can't fight for anything, which is. Uh, you know, until we get rid of corruption, we can't do anything about climate change. But mm-hmm. we're never going to hold anyone accountable on corruption specifically because we don't believe in purity tests. So I'm just going to, you know, still take money from billionaires uh, and, you know, pr- pretend as though I'm not going to take money from climate change, at least in the primary. But in the general, all bets are off and I'll take any corporate money I want to because uh, that's the way you have to fight Trump. But yeah, it's just her, her answer is fucking nonsensical. Right. Yeah. So yeah. let's let, let's hear Bernie's... Uh, yeah,
0: let's hear Bernie's way better answer on climate. It was one of his strongest answers of the night. Uh, and then I actually have a really funny uh, PS on this answer. I think it was from this answer. Uh, a fact check. Just, just hot off the presses mm-hmm. from CNN on this answer. So we'll uh, we'll play the audio mm-hmm. and then I'll read that out to you.
3: Sanders. Tim, in all due respect, your question misses the mark. It is not an issue of relocating people in towns. The issue now is whether we save the planet for our children and our grandchildren. The issue, as you should know, what the scientists are telling us is they have underestimated the threat and severity of climate change. You're talking about the Paris Agreement? That's fine. Ain't enough. We have got to it and I've introduced legislation to do this, declare a national emergency. The United States has got to lead the world. And maybe, just maybe, instead of spending $1.8 trillion a year globally on weapons of destruction, maybe an American president, i.e. Bernie Sanders, can lead the world. Instead of spending wep- money to kill each other, maybe we pool our resources and fight our common enemy, you, Senator
1: which is Sanders. climate change. Thank you, Senator Sanders.
3: Just
0: fucking
1: awesome. Just, just oh, so slam good. Slam dunked it. That was like a slam dunk from fucking three-point land. I don't know if that's I, 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 I want that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. For, well, I, Michael Jordan did it from the free-throw line, which was like, you know, pretty close. Like, that was like a legendary. Uh, but yes, that was, that was Bernie doing it from the top of the key for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. If not the three-point line um but yeah i mean just fucking like just you know tying it back into our excessive fucking bloated military spending just incredible you know great answer i want that on a t-shirt you know like what was it if uh uh instead of spending our money on weapons to kill each other maybe we pool our resources to fight our common enemy you know which is climate change that's just yeah it's it's succinct and it gets cuts through all the bullshit just great
1: Speaking of t shirts, uh this just came out. Apparently, um the the Bernie Sanders campaign, uh all of their surrogates are out tonight wearing t shirts uh with Pete's winecave dot com uh printed <laughs> on the front of them. And if you Tell go to redirects Pete's- Oh, yes. Pete'sWineCave.com redirects to Bernie's fundraising uh, actual blue page. So that's great. That's, that's fucking great. awesome. So There's a picture. Somebody just posted one of our, our, our main DM. Well, I assume it's our main DM. That's uh, where I spend most of my time. Uh, with Nita Turner wearing the shirt doing an interview to, like, at least three different cameras, it looks like, here. Yeah, Jeff Weaver was wearing it one, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, like, total guerrilla campaign, like that kind of stuff is <laughs> like when I worked on campaigns, like that's the shit we would do is we would troll the fuck out of the opposition and mm-hmm. just like mock them at every chance. And you know, the, the you know the candidate wouldn't do it as much publicly, but yeah, yeah, when we were having all of our meetings and stuff, it, we were all on the same page. Like, yeah, de- definitely, you know, they probably say, "Hey, Bernie, we want to fucking mock the the wine cave," and Bernie was probably like, "You, you, you go ahead with the t-shirts, you just do that." go ahead go ahead i'm fine I'm fine that's that. uh,
0: yeah that's like a that's like a, a not super well hidden secret of, of politics and we both know this from working on campaigns is that if if you're if your surrogates are doing something that means the candidate approves of it it doesn't even just because they have to be above it doesn't mean they're not like yeah no i totally agree and you know go go for it like it's, especially when it comes to bashing like opponents like that's That's what that's what campaign surrogates are for is to do the shit to do the fucking dirty work that the candidate themselves Mm -hmm. can't really do, you know,
1: Um, you know, and and, and Bernie has the the common sense on that kind of stuff. He's got great instincts. He knows what's going to fly and what's not going to fly. Uh, And he knows how to kind of stay above the fray. Um, And he did fucking hit him with that, that
0: billionaire's line tonight, which I was very, Mm -hmm. it's very uncharacteristic for him. So I was really happy that he he was just like, all right, I'm going to fucking, destroy this kid before he
1: gets any well, delusions of grandeur he he never makes the first strike though and, and as we were saying you know everybody else on that stage should already taking a fucking swipe at mayo pete so when bernie did it, it was kind of just like all right he's done his campaign is over Kelsey's not here but bernie took him out
0: yep yep um yeah so uh so speaking of that clip i just played right um And in that clip, Bernie says, uh, and maybe just maybe instead of spending one point eight trillion a year globally on weapons of destruction, maybe an American president, i.e. Bernie Sanders, can lead the world instead of spending money to kill each other, uh, can lead the world instead of spending money to kill each other. Maybe we pool our resources and fight our common enemy. Which is climate change? And this is from Annie Grayer at CNN. Fact check from Team CNN Politics. Bernie Sanders spoke imprecisely when he said that the world spends 1.8 trillion on weapons of destruction. The 1.8 trillion figure represents all global military spending in 2018, not spending on weapons in particular. Fact check. That was a fact check from CNN. Someone actually tweeted that out and put their name on it and everything. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> the 1.8 that they referred to. Was not that he referred to in terms of weapons of destruction represents all global military spending, not just spending on weapons. You just fucking can't make the shit up like you Fuck can't make CNN. the shit up. Fuck you CNN. can't like it's unbelievable. I just oh God awful awful fucking awful fucking shit company. Um, it's so it, it's just beyond parody at this point. It's not fooling anybody. Um, you know, these things like that get 20 likes and 800 replies. Like it's just not even, Oh God. Um, all right. Well, so, uh, let's see. I have, uh, I think we played all of the Bernie clips we have. So, um, Biden, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about Bernie the whole night. I don't think we need to do a specific segment on him, but again, I think he absolutely killed it. Um, he, uh, you know, this was his best debate so far and he's had a lot of really good debates. His first post heart attack debate, I think was his other really, you know, top notch yeah, performance, yeah.
1: but I thought that was, was his really his best one. Um, I don't know if he really did worse than that tonight, but I just, there was a part of it was, you know, PBS interrupting him a couple times, uh, and, and kind of getting him off his, his cadence, I guess uh, I'd say, but, it didn't seem like he had like a big standout night, and partially maybe that's because everyone else did a little bit better than expected. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I, I really thought his his first debate back after getting the stent stuck in him um, and being a even stronger, healthier Bernie was by far his best performance, and it needed to be. Uh, and also, obviously, just the fact that like AOC, Nohan, Rashida uh, announced they're going to endorse him that night too was just like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that was my christmas that was yeah, my christmas no, for, for sure. all for all the fucking liberals that were like oh impeachment we haven't really talked about that tonight but we'll maybe talk about that next week or maybe another time um see how that plays out uh there was people even like tweeting out the hashtag uh impeachmas. just like what oh, that fucking God. ugh um it's just so
0: so cringe i don't want to talk about it. it's so fucking cringe and yeah but all Bernie for was fucking
1: useless yeah yeah, Bernie post heart attack and getting the the, you know, the three fourths of the squad that matter uh, endorsement was my little uh, political Christmas for this uh, this fall slash winter. Just real quick side note too, as I,
0: as I was checking out the, what what would people were tweeting about the debate, uh, Joaquin Castro, who's not the Castro running, he's the twin that is is uh, the congressman, not the one running for president, um, tweeted out Pete Buttigieg, no hard feelings. I know you understand. And he linked to this political article that came out a couple of weeks ago. And I actually meant to mention this on the show. It was really funny, but um, I, I forgot to mention it. Uh, he tweeted out this little segment from a political article. Uh, During a series of forums and debates for the leadership post, Mr. Buttigieg often mentioned that he was the, quote, only candidate who attended a women's march the day after Mr. Trump's inauguration. This suggestion infuriated the rest of the field, who on that day gathered at a donor conference in South Florida hosted by David Brock, a Clinton supporter who sought to rebuild the party's fundraising machinery to combat the Trump administration. Uh, When the chair candidates debated, and by the way, he wasn't the only one, also Sam Ronan, who I worked on his campaign, uh, also was not at the David Brock fundraiser, I can fucking tell you that. Um, When the chair candidates debated uh, uh, at a forum in Houston the weekend after the Women's March, Mr. Buttigieg introduced the slight. Uh, Miss Jamu Green confronted him as they walked off stage. And this was her quote. He looked me in the eye and said, this is a competition. You say whatever you need to say to win, Miss Green said. That's when I saw who the real Mayor Pete was. Um, so I do, I do love that Joaquin Castro tweeted that out because it, it's super clear that nobody likes this fucking guy. Like nobody in the party likes this guy, which kind of makes me it, it's heartening that that he's so bad that even these fucking
1: hacks are just like you know they can't they, nobody can stand him he's a fucking so i'm trying to just to clarify uh he was saying he's the only presidential candidate no no no. this is running, so, so no. The,
0: no this was from the dnc chair race and he said on the dnc chair debate that he was the only candidate who attended a women's march because david brock had scheduled his fucking fundraising retreat oh, okay. for the day after
2: and that yeah, was actually a big sure, point of contention
0: because okay. even keith ellison went to that and everyone was like what the fuck are you doing like why are you doing why are you going to david right. Brock's Wait, so fundraiser? did did
1: pete booty j's run for dnc chair
0: yeah yeah no yeah he, he, did? he did okay no i i wasn't aware of that so i got that was actually the, the first time one. i that was the first exposure i think i had to him and a lot of people nationally mm. had to him um but uh oh, also somebody captured a screen grab from the debate tonight where uh Bernie's like has his hands to on his chest sort of and Amy's got her hands like out towards him and it looks like she's force choking him. And I'm not really sure what? if this is a photoshop or not, but it's really fucking funny. I'll I'll tweet it to you. Oh, send,
1: I'll send it to me real quick right now. I want to see yeah, it yeah, yeah, while no, we're it's, talking it's about it. It's hilarious. Right um it send might be a photoshop, it but it's very
0: actually I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> what?
1: uh let's zoom in on it oh no that that's Uh, a real photo it's just it's zoomed way in so it looks like it it legit looks like she's force choking him which you know
0: super fucking funny and on brand for her because she would definitely be a sith uh i don't know if she'd be a sith lord she'd she'd maybe be i can't imagine her like serving though under someone else like serving under the emperor or something like that i don't know it's just like like a grand moff
1: it looks like an episode of Seinfeld to me, honestly. <laughs> it's just, it's, um, I actually tweeted out earlier that um, Amy Klobuchar reminds me of uh, Julia Louise drives his character from Veep. <laughs> just like the most petty, <laughs> awful person that thinks yeah. she's funny and no one else thinks she's funny and like doesn't get anyone else's jokes like that. I don't know if you've watched Veep at all. but Yeah, I've it's, seen it's a couple like, episodes. Yeah. It's, I, I didn't watch it enough to like it. And I, I don't know if there's a point at which you start to like it. Um but it's it's just like like it's like a rest of development where everyone's a terrible person. So if you like sitcoms where all the characters are terrible petty people. Oh yeah. It's I, always Sonny is I, another I, one. Yeah, I can't do that. Like the only way I can do that is if the jokes are actually just fucking diabolically funny. Like yeah, Archer. Yeah, yeah. I can do it with Archer because it, it, it leans into them being awful characters plus it's a cartoon so you can do things absurdly that you can't do with like a a live action show um so yeah i don't know if he actually like if if anyone finally gets redeeming qualities because i've only watched like the first four episodes of season one and i was like you know what i don't like this uh you know at least with seinfeld there was a little bit of like okay i can (laughs) i can sort of relate to these people on some level
0: yeah yeah no for sure um, yeah, so I think that's, uh, you know, uh, I think that's mostly, uh, what we, I think we've covered all we can cover from the debate. You have any other stray thoughts?
1: Um, well, so, uh, circling back the director of photography for 2000 or 2004 <laughs> Blade Runner 2049, <laughs> uh, the, the DP, one of my favorite DPs that everyone is trying to emulate now is Roger Deakins was his name. Roger Deakins, uh, the absolute lad of cinematography, uh, won many Oscars, and uh, yeah, it's a great guy. Uh, no, I think we said. I think we want to say about the debate. Did we play all of our audio clips? Did we get them all out there?
0: Yeah, yeah, we got them all. Oh no, no, you know we have no. one more. We have the There's Frank the, yep. Luntz. Um, so, the, so Frank Luntz is a really shitty um, Republican pollster. Uh, really just a hacky guy. He's always on TV a lot. He hates Bernie Sanders, but he often, uh, and by the way, I just sent you a horrifying picture of Amy Klobuchar's husband. Oh, um, my God. But- <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, His hair but- looks like, okay, so he's totally bald on top, but he's got these two little bulbs of hair on the side <laughs> that, that look like, it's almost like Hellraiser, or uh, no, Hellboy, where he used to have horns and somebody chopped him off. Like, that's what it's his really brutal. Oldness looks like <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> oh my God, um, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Oh, man. Um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. Frank Luntz, he's a he's a real shithead uh, Republican pollster, but he often uh, is brought in by news orgs to do like like live straw polling because he's you know, he's he just likes doing shit like that. Um, and he had a panel. Uh, for the, I think it was for the L.A. Times, uh, like a live uh, post debate r- straw poll, basically. Um, right. And it, and this it is one of those things like where they,
1: they they get like a bunch of real people that aren't like twenty to thirty coached. people. Yeah, and they ask them questions, and they're just it's like it's like a like a focus group almost, and they're all yeah, sitting in chairs yeah. or bleachers mm-hmm. facing one direction, and they're all supposed to be like the most you know undecided people that have no strong views whatsoever, so.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to play the audio from him asking who they thought won the debate, um, and then we'll talk about it. None of you. How many thought Tom Steyer won the debate? None of you. How many thought Andrew Yang won the debate? We have three people here. How many of you thought Mayor Pete won the debate? None of you. How (laughs) many of you thought Elizabeth Warren won the debate? Two. Four, six, eight, nine, and how many of you thought Bernie Sanders won the debate two four six eight ten twelve fourteen now this is significant because only six of you walked in here supporting Sanders those people who are not voting for Sanders but you thought he won the debate explain to me why yes I thought his personality came through quite a lot and for me that immediately Action. I always imagine somebody going up against Trump, and that, to me, sparks, like, why
1: he went tonight going against Trump. Yes. Because I think he had, he had passion with his, with his answers. He's for the
0: people, and he, have, he comes through his answers that he gave us. Yeah. So, again, these are undecided voters, and that's, you know, immediately evident to them. What's immediately evident to us is that he actually gives so, a fuck, and... Uh,
1: yeah i mean i am no math surgeon, but he went from six supporters to fourteen. That's additional eight that's like a hundred and twenty percent increase from one debate to performance now this is a small pool right but still like that's that's phenomenal and yeah. the fact that they like immediately could articulate at least the two that they they called on there uh sounded like one white person, maybe gay and then one black woman. Uh, both had very different answers, but both were like, no, he fucking killed it. And here's why. Like it was immediately, uh, evident to them why he was the best. Not just, I don't know. I just liked him more. You know, they had, they had like concrete reasons, uh, why Bernie had won. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and Frank Luntz couldn't help himself by the way, when he tweeted out the video, he said, oh, only six people supported Bernie when they walked in and, uh, 10 said he won the debate. And uh, you heard him. You heard yourself him say fourteen people. And I watched the video, and he did count at least fourteen hands. So yeah,
1: he counted them. He's like counting so like, I don't know like two. What the fuck four, he's six he's talking
0: about? Eight, but yeah, no, just you know, he's a, she's a know. shithead. But whatever. I mean, but you, but even he can't deny. Like Bernie was, you know, this was Bernie's debate. Uh, and I, I I do think it was his, you know, his strongest or tied for his strongest performance, certainly with the post heart attack debate. unkilled <laughs> in that one. Yeah. Um, and it's only good news, because again, Biden didn't look good. Um, I don't think he talked enough to really hurt himself too much, other than that mm-hmm. bizarre fucking stuttering bit that he did. But
1: this <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> just reminding me of the like the outcast song, just like alright, 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 alright. But it just keeps going for miles, you know. And oh. someone was also pointing out,
0: like, even if he was telling a story about a kid, he was kinda like mocking him. He didn't need to go that hardcore uh- into like the I I I I I like you could have just been like you know, oh, this kid was stuttering, and he, was stu- he came up stuttering to me and asked how he could, like, you know, speak normally or whatever the, fu- whatever he said. Like, what? Why would you go so hardcore and, like imitating his stutter if you weren't just trying to filibuster for time, and or you were actually losing your mind yourself and <laughs> forgot where you were going? Yeah. No, <laughs> oh it was, God,
1: it, it was awful. Um, and there was also the other big <laughs> glaring moment where he. It was in his opening statement, and Biden was. Uh, or no, it was the first question. I'm sorry, and it was, or maybe the first question was the opening statements. I don't remember now because it was fucking what four hours ago. Seven uh, years but ago. It, yeah. it was about impeachment, and Biden his his answer was, "Well, all of us up here need to, uh, you know, really take this impeachment trial seriously." As we're, oh wait, actually, I'm not part of it anymore i guess the rest of these people like like he like he forgot oh, that he's god. not a sitting member of any fucking elected body right now like, like he's like oh wait i'm not i'm not a senator anymore nor vice president and i have it's nothing to do with at this. this point we really need to put him at home like it's really it's this is just getting sad like it's sad to watch i'd feel fucking, bad if he i don't even day know day. if a home's necessary we can go straight to hospice care for joe biden yeah oh <laughs> it's like, god it's got weeks left I mean, clearly, he's now, he, seriously, he's like my, five weeks
0: away from wandering around in his bathrobe. Like, yeah, nah.
1: yeah. Like my my uh, my own stepfather recently uh, died. I hate saying passed away. Like, it's just like a weird thing to me. I hate. It's, yeah,
0: I don't like. It's, it's I hate weird. the term it's passed crazy.
1: away. It sounds so fucking cowardly. Like, they're fucking dead. You loved him. Now they're dead. Uh, it, it, and so most like, people, people that are that are struggling from any kind of illness, once they get within like a couple weeks or days. Uh, or especially within the last couple hours of, of dying, they have something that's like a, it's not, it's almost like an acute dementia, but it's called delirium. But it involves like a lot of hallucinations, confusion, memory loss, and just like becoming really angry at people mm-hmm. around you for no reason, uh, often out of confusion and and just, you don't know what's going on and, and being on you know, painkillers and everything. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, Biden, more than anybody up there, Seem like he's just confused and angry about everything mm. and doesn't quite have a grasp about what's going on. Um Yeah. Or, or especially it's when they're like, Oh, you're gonna right. you gonna run for four years or eight years? He's like, well, I don't know, I don't know. How yeah, well, long, you, how long that, are term but... limits now? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's why I tweeted during the thing, like, can Biden answer a question without sounding like he's about to punch the person that asked it? Because like every time he was asked a question, he'd get really aggressive, like immediately. Like, listen yep. here. This yeah. is what I like. It's just like, dude, just you're trying to be like, like appealing to the American people. And you're like screaming at them, not like screaming
1: for them. Like, like, that's the biggest difference between not him and Bernie questions. There aren't even hard questions that Biden gets. If Biden yeah. got a level of hardballs that Bernie has to put up with, uh, you know, I can kind of see it. But oh, he would lose he his doesn't. mind. You know, yeah. Bernie, to his to his credit and it, against the credit of the of the mainstream news, you know, they do nothing but throw hard balls at them. You know, like the, the, mm-hmm. even the immigration questions, uh, you know, it, it looked like Bernie yeah, well, was they about to me- answer uh, the question everyone else got, which was a softball immigration question. They were like, actually, no, uh, Senator Sanders, we're going to ask you a different question, immigration. And then, of course, it was like, so you just going to give citizenship to 12 million people? Is that what you're going to do, they,
0: Bernie? They, they literally asked all, these, uh, all the other candidates or, like, you know, some of the other candidates, like, Oh, so are you going to do anything to protect the dreamers, you know, in your first hundred days in office, which is a really fucking soft. Of course, we're going to do I'm going to pass, you know, we're going to pass the Dream Act uh, within the first hundred days. That's going to be a top legislative priority. Super fucking easy. Um, but no, be yeah. And then it to Bernie it was like, hey, you're going to give all these these 12 million illegal citizens to ship right away. Like, what what are you going to do for them, Bernie? Like, it's like, what? no, dude, like, relax, guys. Like, I. <laughs> i'm gonna have an immigration policy and he actually does have a really good immigration policy but like again it's it's very just yeah again it, he doesn't get it, it's not a level playing field and he still manages to fucking fend off their attacks so um i think they're a little bit in panic mode right now because they can't seem to to you know to to hit him the way that they've that all these other candidates have been hit and, and no. you know taking a dive in the polls and it's not gonna no, happen it,
1: Spoiler alert! If, if Bernie responded to any of those questions remotely close to how Joe Biden would, it would be nothing but, oh, crazy Bernie is unhinged, he's old and cranky, uh, you know, can't control himself, can't control his temper, uh, flailing mm-hmm. his arms wildly. Oh, God, uh, what was that moment we he was like, put your hand down, Bernie?
0: Like, because Bernie was, like, raising his hand to speak after Biden. Did you catch that?
1: He yeah like, i heard that and bernie was like i'm waving at you joe <laughs>
0: <laughs> which was which, just like go oh, fuck yourself joe which is really what that meant basically but yeah it's just like he's so he, he can't take sensory he's like sensory overload he can't take any kind of like sensory stimulation like which is also a sign of cognitive decline by the way but um he he, he does that in every debate like whenever bernie's next to him and is like gesticulating with his hands he can't like help but like make faces and like, be like, what's going on? Like, and it's it's funny to watch, but it's also, I think probably a sign of cognitive decline, like that. He literally can't just ignore that. Like he's like, like bugging out about it.
1: Well, I mean, you're at a podium. You should be focused on the audience and the moderators and not nearly as much on your peripheral vision. So if he's that distracted by Bernie raising his hand to like indicate to the moderators, he would like to, do a follow-up to what Biden's saying and Biden has to stop what he's saying to say, Bernie, put your hand out. Like, what? Why well, would you also, do that? You know,
0: it's also, now that I'm thinking about it, probably also like, hey, Bernie, stop refuting every point I make with an actual really good point that I have no answer for. <laughs> right. Like, put your fucking hand down. It was like the kid in class uh, yeah. who, like, has the right answer to every question. It's like, stop fucking answering. <laughs> you making me look
1: bad. God damn it. Does anyone else have an answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anybody 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 okay all right no one has an answer all right tracy flick what's your answer
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah now the pete buddha judge is tracy flick let's be real like if anyone's tracy flick it's definitely buddha judge um yeah but no i mean I, i think that's the biggest distinction between the two of them is that biden yells at us and bernie yells for us like you know that's bernie when bernie yells it's not yelling at the moderator or at the audience, he's yelling at the fucking people who are, you know, fucking us over in this country. The billionaires, the fossil fuel industry, the, you know, the billionaire class essentially. And Biden is just constantly aggrieved by having to answer tough questions or even moderate questions. Um, So, you know, that's, that's the fun dichotomy we're heading into uh, the primaries with, uh, because it does seem to be a two person race at this point. Bernie and Biden are definitely pulling away and uh, you know, i i feel good about it i i, think. I
1: yeah no I, I wouldn't count warren out yet um they're gonna push her hard still um sure. i don't i don't think she's gonna decline as fast as people think and california could be way well, she's closer. already
0: declined pretty significantly but i don't she might not fall off much more but she's already fallen off enough to the point where she's not going to be competitive i don't think in the early states with the top like two can but yeah i I think
1: i think warren's gonna do better in california way better than iowa in new hampshire and it's gonna be you know i like it's just everything ends up being way closer than we possibly could conceive of and we're just like how the fuck like what how can pe- how can it be that fucking close when one is so obviously better than everyone else right? well, you know
0: the mysteriously people get knocked off the voter rolls in really progressive right. counties and you know shenanigans there's, there's always yeah. shenanigans, and you know, but I actually think, but you know the nice thing about Bernie is he constantly outperforms his polling and he's polling at or near the top right now, so uh i'm I'm you know uh cautiously optimistic about his chances. Mm -hmm. The poll that came out this week has him in first place, you know, undisputed in California by three points on Joe Biden. Uh, That's, you know, 26 percent, which is fucking incredible. And that's the biggest delegate hall uh, of the entire primary. And if Bernie wins California, it's fucking done because that's that's on Super Tuesday. He's already going to win probably Iowa, probably Nevada, definitely Michigan, um, probably New Hampshire. And if he wins, you know, it, and if he comes close in South Carolina, wins those other states and wins California, he's the fucking nominee. Like that's, he's the presumptive nominee at that
1: point. I don't know if, if, if Bernie somehow manages to win Iowa, New Hampshire and California, uh, Barack Obama will start going to campaign rallies with Joe Biden. I guarantee it. Oh, for it.
0: sure. Or, or he'll, he, he will he'll work start, behind the scenes. If not, he'll do Machiavelli. I, I don't Biden. even think
1: he's going to just, you know, do behind the scenes or just a few public statements, he will get out there on the campaign trail for whoever is the the next closest behind Bernie. I doubt that's going to be Liz Warren, you know, Joe Biden feasibly. Uh, If Obama starts going on the campaign trail with Joe Biden in the South, you know, in in Mm -hmm. Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Carolina, Carolina, where's Carolina? Virginia. Like a fucking, yeah
0: like the titanic you know, right now
1: that that is you know clearly propping up a guy that obama doesn't believe in but if he really is sincere about stopping bernie sanders and why wouldn't he be if he's doing half a million dollar speaking fees for wall street yeah. um yeah they <laughs> obama's gonna basically run to be joe biden's vp on the campaign trail to stop bernie and and joe so sad man like he did you, you remember a couple months ago when he
0: was like oh yeah maybe i'll make obama one of my supreme court justices it's just so like they 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 joke about bernie promising unicorns and shit and meanwhile he's like oh yeah maybe i'll make barack obama my supreme court justice and i'm gonna cure cancer during my presidency and it's like dude sure Nobody's going to vote. I mean, is there?
1: I I don't know. Can could Joe Biden name Barack Obama as his VP?
0: Uh, Yeah, sure, legally,
1: but he's he's not going to fucking
0: oh, as his VP? Uh, Yeah, he could. I don't think Obama would do it. Uh, That'd be preposterous. Like, there's no reason for Obama to do that. Like for his own brand, like
1: other than to stop
0: Bernie Sanders. I mean, (laughs) I I think I think. at worst, oh. he would he would just do he would be a surrogate on the campaign trail for Joe. Maybe but he really doesn't like Maybe. Joe. Like he really like it, it's it's it would be a real it'd have to be a real like Bernie and Joe only for him to go out and campaign for Joe. He doesn't like any of the candidates. That's why they fucking convinced Deval Patrick to run, and he was playing to rooms of <laughs> two and three people. So <laughs> you know, but but he's like Obama's oh ideal Lord. candidate. Yeah. He's he's a private equity guy. He's a Wall Street guy. He's black. So they can, you know, play the identity angle with him, but he's just completely devoid of any kind of integrity or policy. Well, or
1: I mean, I know that nobody can really officially declare a uh, vice president choice until they're actually nominated by the committee, right? Well, you can, but, you can name a cat. You, you can definitely unofficially. I remember Ted Ted Cruz said Carly Fiorino would
0: be his VP,
1: which is so fucking right. funny. He well, was so far away from it. No one took it seriously. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like if they, again, I don't know why they wouldn't pull out every stop possible to stop Bernie Sanders. But if it looks like Bernie's going to take this thing, you know, Barack Obama going out on the campaign trail and turning him back into 2008 uh campaign trail obama to stump for joe biden i don't see why they wouldn't do that if it looks like it's going that way yeah
0: yeah well i mean we'll see i i think he's the thing with obama that might actually save us is he's very um all he cares about other than accumulating as much wealth as possible to buy more fucking mansions uh, is his legacy, uh, and you know, the re- that's which is why he doesn't like Bernie because he knows Bernie's gonna come in and be like, Yeah, everything Obama did was super right wing, uh, we're gonna un- not undo it, but we're gonna do what he should have done for the eight years that he was in office and you know, um, build a you know, really like, go further, and that makes Obama look really bad because it makes it look like you spent eight years doing sure. nothing,
1: um, but also, so, you know, Joe yeah. Biden's legacy is basically a, uh, you know, Camaro up on cement blocks in your front yard <laughs> as far as, you know, trying, trying yeah. to latch out of that. So he doesn't want, he doesn't want that either. So, yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I just, you, I, I will at the very least expect there to be uh, our, you know, op-eds in the Atlantic and WAPO and New York times saying that Obama needs to get out there and stump for Biden.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Rubin certainly is going to write that op-ed. Whether or not anyone listens <laughs> to it uh, yeah. is another. Uh, speaking of the Washington Post, by the way, they just posted a um, unbelievable fucking op-ed uh, just now. Uh, perspective: Baby Yoda is what Try capitalism would. Unbelie- oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it would, see already, you're like, what? <laughs> Baby Yoda is what capitalism would look like if an economic system were cute.
1: What? Are they talking about like Baby Yoda as a line of merchandise or like I, a I don't character in the world of them?
0: I'm yeah. tired. I'm tired. I can't deal with the. I can't. Th- <laughs> this is fucking paper. I just <laughs> I can't. I can't. I. I. Yeah. I can't. I have no words. I have no words. Just. Just. They must ruin everything. Baby um, Yoda
1: is like capitalism in that uh, he would choke you to death on a whim over a slight misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> But
0: maybe he's being cute, and maybe he's not being cute.
1: We're not sure. I I was precociously trying to to cut off your air supply. I'm not. I'm not bad. Come on. She, was, it.
0: she was hurting. Bad she was dance. hurting daddy. So it's, it's, uh, you know, right. he, that's what he thought. Um, but no, no, <laughs> mild spoilers for uh, the Mandalorian, oh. but no, not really. Um, But so hey, we didn't uh, say who
1: he jokes. We didn't say anything. True. This is true. Uh, if you do like the Mandalorian and Star Wars and, and, you know, you probably should cause that show is mostly pretty good. Uh, we do a Mandalorian podcast. We we've been doubling up on episodes cause they're short and uh, most of them haven't had a ton of depth but we are going to review the next two on Monday, chapter six and seven that review Uh, out.
0: Yeah. And chapter seven, I thought was incredible. Best episode since episode three. Uh, And no coincidence that they were both directed by Deborah Chow, uh, who's excellent and is going to be the, um, the The showrunner, apparently, uh, uh,
1: for the the Obi-Wan Disney plus series. series. Yeah. And, and, uh, give it up for women directors. Um, you know, there's there's clearly a representation problem on screen, but behind the camera too. First uh, Deborah, ever female Star Wars director live action,
0: female Star Wars director, Deborah Chow.
1: Yeah, and already had a lot of experience, too. Uh, I love it. And, and clearly she knows how to shoot and edit really complex action sequences where there's a ton of shit going on and you are able to keep track of everything going on, uh, which is not easy to do or make a shitload of drama out of not a lot happening. Mm-hmm. But also can could do really complex uh, characterization and dialogue, too, and and that is something that I don't think the other directors on this show know how to do Drasky. both as well as she does. So really excited for for that, uh, and and uh, yeah, excited to talk more about that in detail on Monday when we record our our Mandalorian episodes six and seven reviews, yeah. and we'll do, we'll yeah. do like a whole other review for the finale which is coming up
0: yeah for sure and um yeah so check that out um you know we're recording this right now so i'm not seeing the rise of skywalker i'm sure i'll be seeing that though i think i'm actually gonna go christmas eve um i'm not really thrilled unfortunately but you know uh, i don't want to i don't yeah. i i'm trying not to but again it's like i i actually really love the last jedi and i loved a lot of the things that ryan johnson did to actually Uh, Challenge people's like petty, you know, uh, whiny fan fandom demands about how things should go. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it seems like JJ Abrams uh, just was like, oh, yeah, we're just gonna do whatever the fucking people on Reddit want. And it's gonna be a three hour movie full of exposition and, you know, retconning. And again, this is just from reviews, and it could be that I enjoy it. Um, And I enjoyed The Force Awakens to an extent, but I think The Last Jedi was just a better film um so i guess we'll see you know we'll see. I, I, i'm I'm trying not to prejudge it too much but i'm I'm concerned certainly uh about it it's just you, it, it's not good in general with fiction to pander like and that's what ryan johnson said this week when they asked him about it it's like you shouldn't be pandering to your fucking fan base you should be challenging your fan base like and it's not no. to say like oh go it's fuck true. yourself but it's like
1: <laughs> the, Why would the, the you internet want to watch fandom in the internet fandoms yeah. have really ruined a lot of good shows and made directors or showrunners afraid to uh Pick chances uh, do really, interesting really things take, yeah take risks you know or, or really think about like well what would this character actually do in the scenario versus mm-hmm. what do the fans want to have happen right like force awakens was kind of a coloring book Right, it was was a fucking shot-for-shot remake of New Hope, basically. I mean, you know, it It, it was a coloring book. It's like, here is the outline; you fill in the colors you like, and we're all happy at the end of the day, right?
3: Certainly did a Star Uh, Wars
1: at the end of this. Whereas, whereas Ryan Johnson's last Jedi was like a crossword puzzle. It was like, oh, I have to think about this. I got to figure out what's going on here, and it's not, you know, necessarily what I wanted to have happen, but it's where these characters really be after all this time right even even some of the actors were were like i i don't i don't get this it's like well fucking you that's why you're the actor not the director or the writer yeah Uh, yeah Uh,
0: Um, both of them were ryan johnson but but again and what he did in last jedi with luke's character i thought was incredible and it was the best he he got the best acting performance i've ever seen out of mark hamill who is you know i I uh like mark hamill he's not a amazing actor i mean his acting in the Original trilogy is ranges from whiny to, you know, (laughs) at times passable, but he gets an incredible fucking performance out of him in in The Last Jedi. And it's really, Mm -hmm. you know, just great pathos that he gives this character who actually, uh, I I just, I, I don't know, I loved it. But again, you know.
1: Well, there were, there were some great political memes to bring it back to our, our show here, which is a yeah. political podcast, first and foremost. There was that great one of, um, like, young Luke, and it's like, oh, the, uh, you know, uh, undergraduates, uh, um, you know, liberal Democrat Luke thinks that, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the you can defeat the Empire by just reforming the Jedi in a more perfect order, you know, whatever. And then yeah, it shows, yeah. uh, you know, Luke Grizzled is like... Old the, man Luke. Yeah, and it was like... Um, you know a 10-year professor anarchist uh marxist luke skywalker knows that the boom bust cycle of electoral politics is broken uh, and you know only by rejecting the entire uh, electoral process can you come about with any real change Mm -hmm. and that the jedi order is corrupted from its core and will never uh bring about any kind of balance in the forest itself it's just like yeah yeah there you go there's the praxis right there yeah and and
0: I think what it's so it's crazy because people like, complain about his character like going into exile, but his character is literally yeah. just the new trilogy's proxy for Obi Wan. I mean, Obi Wan, you know, survived the Jedi purge in the prequels, and you know, suffered this massive defeat and w- was totally blindsided. Not to mention having to what he thought kill his you know his best friend and apprentice um and goes into exile and is so like shaken by it that he stays in exile for like 30 years it's like yeah that's what that's what happens when you suffer like tragedy like that you say all right fuck it i'm just gonna stay away because i can't like it's, it's a great it's a great storytelling trope for for that for characters like that that have you know been propped up as these mythical almost mythical figures and then just suffer such intense Failure is it's like I think that's way more interesting than like, oh Luke is still this awesome Jedi and he's gonna kind of show up and save the day and like like that's not interesting like uh, you know I don't know, but no guess <laughs> it's not it's interesting, like- but
1: I, I feel strongly the people that wanted the uh you know Luke skywalker uh takes on the entire empire and fights him with his laser sword uh, which they they mocked that idea <laughs> in the movie uh, those are the, the same people that wanted that. Uh, are the same people that were like, well, John's got to sit on the iron throne and I won't accept any other ending besides Or Daenerys has to sit on the iron throne. She's awesome. Yeah. Or they make, they make like a love seat out of it and they sit on it together. Yeah. Which which It's like, yeah. Anyway, I know that it's not exactly the same fandom, but it's like the same kind of person that like, if they don't get their head cannon, they it's modern fandom about. entitlement yeah no it's 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 yeah. just a modern entitlement
0: that that exists in a lot of pop culture and, fandoms where it's like and
1: those know. people bleed over into politics too megan mccain this week tweeted out uh a, a, a gif of daenerys with one of her dragons um right before she kills some of the fucking uh, slave owners which i mean you know that's bad but still like no due process really okay you're just killing people um and, and basically, leaving them to steal said, their slaves, basically like, killing them to steal their slaves, essentially. Like it, you know. Well,
0: if they had been, it, like,
1: like it was it was not the the the, the exact gift that Megan McCain posted was when Drogon does like the hero landing, like jumps off of a thing, just uh-huh. lands right uh-huh. behind like doesn't not getting over. So that was when there was people that wanted to retake the freed slaves, and she was like, no. Uh, but then, like you know, two episodes later, she leaves Marine. Uh, knowing that everyone who was a freed slave is now going to be Reen's slave. after, she, <laughs> after she basically just Libyaed marine, and then you know just is right. like,
0: all right, well, deal with it yourselves, guys. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and and of course, people like Meghan McCain uh, identify with Danny and still say, like, oh, she's a strong, conservative woman like me. We're never going to be silent. And then you know all the all the people that you know, Hillary Clinton. Uh, Pantsuit Nation people like, oh, Danny's our you know, it's, it's total fucking neocolonial bullshit. Oh, I freed the slaves and you see me do that, but then when I leave them all to be re-enslaved, we don't really show that part uh, which, you know, I think is actually kind of like a little bit of a switcheroo <laughs> with the writing to kind of, uh, you know Trick people into not realizing how bad don't, she don't was. Don't look over,
0: yeah. Don't look over here, yeah. Hide the ball, right?
1: Although they did a, good, they did too good of a job of that, and now everyone fucking hates them. And they can't get work anymore because they did, they they buried <laughs> the leads so well. Um, yeah. Or people yeah, are just it, stupid and don't understand,
0: you know, foreshadowing and story. But the, yeah, again, not a Game of Thrones podcast, but
1: people are dumb in all aspects. I can't of life. let it go. People I can't let as long as I, know, I when I, know, I fucking. I know. Wake up <laughs> and I see Daenerys Targaryen trending on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, what's going on? And then, of course, it's about politics, it's about fucking Meghan McCain, and who knows else? I'm like, all right, I'm gonna weigh in on this shit. Uh, but I love it, people point trans- out that versus uh, versus.
0: it's. A- it's 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 fitting that she identifies with Daenerys because her uh entire uh claim uh to legacy and sense of entitlement come from the fact that her father was a powerful figure. So it's right. a pretty, appropriate, pretty right. appropriate uh comparison. But you know oh, I
1: loved it. I loved it because so many people uh were out there uh, being like, oh yeah, uh, you know, Megan McCain, who identifies with a mass murderer just like her father, and I was like, yes, here are all the Game of Thrones fans that I fucking identify with. Where have you been hiding all this time? Like, c- clearly they watched the it's same weird. show I did. Uh, unlike a lot of other with, people,
0: like, the same thing with Last Jedi happens. Is that that's happening with Game of Thrones? Is that once you get past the initial like uh, fanboy whiny rage of those types of people, the people who actually understood. How the story was being told and what the the beauty of like the the narrative being told in those kind of challenging stories uh, come out and it's actually a lot more people than we realized initially. Like it's, it's always the the assholes are always loudest at the beginning, but I think the you know it thins course, out and course. then you find like if oh no, you wanna, got it, like it.
1: Any anytime you're feeling depressed and you want to um, feel reconnected to society, uh, whether you're feeling lonely or just you know you don't you know, identify with the world around you go and watch the compilation clip on YouTube of all the various different crowds that were watching uh, the, the long night, which is the big um, you know, the, the white Walker's attack, the, you know, battle of Winterfell episode in season eight, game of Thrones and watch people from, you know, there's, there's like one where there, there's like 150 people all in one bar and then like, maybe like 60 people in another bar. And then like, 300, 400 people in, like, a mall. And then there's right? just,
0: and like, one, like, random people, like, a bunch of people at their house, like, on their couch, like, losing their Oh, mind. there's all those,
1: yeah. But, like, watch the... Go find the clip of, like, the really big crowd reactions of, yeah, yeah. like, a, like hundreds of people all watching it together when... Uh, I won't spoil it, just in case you haven't ever watched Game of Thrones. The, 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 the,
0: the, the end of that episode when something... when, when, when is, You know what goes into the... yeah, yeah it, you know. If
1: you've ever been to a place where they're showing the World Cup you know, on like a TV screen mm-hmm. and there's hundreds of people watching it, that, that level of reaction when there's a goal, right. Or, or a win, seeing hundreds of people react to a thing on television by jumping up and screaming for joy. Uh, and, and, and you watch that and it's just like, Oh my God, like that's like, I feel so connected to the world now. I still feel so connected to society. And then to know that there's people out there that are like, Nope, I hated that season. That season was terrible. That episode was too dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, like who are those people How much of a sociopath do you have to be To be that separated dude, like most, from, One of the most incredible what, episodes of
0: television of, 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 of Like ever Ever fucking made It was like a feature yeah, length incredible episode It's like one of the most incredible technical Masterpieces of all time And
1: people were like my eyes hurt Like, all right, it was dude, a 55, 55 day long night shoot And people were like I didn't like that it was over in one episode It was like it wasn't over in one episode. (laughs) Look look at every other other fucking battle they had, right? Like in real life, a a battle where you're just walking thousands of people into thousands of other people is going to be over pretty quick because they're all going to kill each other. it's not like yeah, a long protracted, protracted than real
0: battles like it, uh, that was actually very realistic yeah, in that sense yeah. like for the most i mean you know not not sieges but like actual like on the battlefield battles don't fucking last for for months they last like yeah. for hours because it's really hard to keep sustaining a, a barrage of you know two right. people going at each like
1: yeah, but anyway, it's not like right. it's not like real life politics where it gets dragged out for two years and you're like, who's gonna win this thing? Like I, in in real life, real fucking battles, like oh, it's that oh, the guy got fucking punched and now he's on the carpet and he's fucking out. And that that's that's it. <laughs> so yep. yep.
0: Oh, All yeah. right. So yeah. Well, I think we've we've exhausted that uh, as much as we can. So yeah. So uh, debate. You know, uh, better than the other ones. Uh, moderators and questions still suck, but Bernie killed it. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think that's about it for this week. Um, that's it.
1: Boojeg sucks. Warren sucks. Klobuchar. They all suck. Sucks. except for... <laughs> all is there... I, yeah, I wish I like, I, I wish, I, I wish there was one that was decent. So I
0: didn't have to say that every week, but it's, they, they all fucking suck. Like I, I wish we had one viable, like, Oh, well, like I like this person. Maybe they'd be a good VP, but I can't say that about any of these fucking people. Like I genuinely can't do it. Oh, you know,
1: I, I I think Warren could be a good VP um, if she really gets pulled way further left, you know, and maybe there has been this secret if deal. They don't with have much about. power,
0: which is nice, because that would be a I good way to actually... I
1: think Warren, if she was really on board with Bernie's platform, if she was a VP choice, would be really good to pull centrist... MSNBC Helen's towards Bernie you' trying to think you get the, the way
0: you could get your mom to support the
1: Bernie ticket you're like All oh right, if I, if I absolutely. get my, mom- <laughs> my my mother is like there is no more MSNBC Helen than my mother trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah like somebody somebody whose politics would actually be way more to the left if it wasn't for Rachel Maddow lying to her mm-hmm. every night right yeah. and and I know that there are tens of millions of people just like my mom for sure, uh, who, absolutely. Who, you know, former teachers, former union teachers, probably went on strike at one point or another. That now are just like, oh, the well, Warren just, I just like how. But these know.
0: are the people that see Bernie in the debate and go, oh wow, he's really good. Like th- these are that these are those eight people that said, oh yeah, no, Bernie totally won that debate. Like that's that's yeah. I think who you reach because they never actually get to listen to him talk. So like when they do, it's like oh wow, that's uh, not who I thought he was. <laughs> right, know,
1: but right, right. Well, so, yeah. um. Be that as it may, uh, onward and upward. Um, keep moving left, Bernie Warren. Yeah. Re- reclaim your soul and drop out. Endorse Bernie um, for the love of God. Like, don't don't split this vote more than it has to be split. You know, I don't begrudge anyone for running, but once you realize you can't win, you know, unless unless you are neck and neck and you want to get to the convention and have some clout with designing the you know the platform. You know, once it's already a foregone conclusion, who's going to win? Hillary's whole thing was like, "Oh, Bernie didn't drop out soon enough." It's like we, you already knew you were going to get the nomination, so that makes no fucking difference, right? Yeah, it, like it wasn't a split vote at that point.
0: No, uh, any campaign and, for her forty times. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Like
1: Um. with their private jet criticisms.
0: Oh God. Um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Follow us and share out the show from SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash move left idiots. If you want to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash move left. Tinyurl.com slash move left merch if you want to pick up any merch from the show. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left.
1: And I'm on Twitter at Smut Collector with an E R, not an O R. Yeah, we'll
0: see you next time.